93.7 XM202, The Virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Okay, let's get down to it, boppers. It's the Ron and Fez show on a Friday. That means uh, party time tonight. Mm-mm. What? It's Thursday. Can't be. No, it's Thursday. Why would it, why would we start partying on Thursdays? Thursdays. 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 I mean, I didn't Thursdays. know that. I don't know all the bar lingo. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, then I guess ladies drink free. I was incorrect, but ladies will drink free throughout the show today. Uh. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We'll be taking your, uh... bond is the big gold standard. bond means, of course... Number one! Number one! Number one! I don't pick up that phone unless you know exactly what I'm talking about here. I need you to come in with some big news if you're going to do it. If not... Number one! If you say to yourself, I'm not number one, I'm, I'm number three... Don't uh, don't do it. Yeah, I see some phone lines dropping off. Good, you should drop off. If you just if your ichiban tends to be, um, my neighbor got uh, a new puppy. No, that's oh. not an ichiban. Beat it. Um, I don't know whether we have to be that angry with I'm sorry. them. Sorry, and that might be some of your health issues. Probably. You drinking enough water? I'm trying. I mean, you know. Do you realize that beer is not a water? Wait, it's liquidy, though. I know it's liquidy, but so is cum, and I don't think you want to chug uh, that, do you? No. Thirsty Thursdays is what you're doing, and I'm pointing at your own ass. <laughs> uh, but right away, our own Fez Watley has an bond that he would like to share with everyone because he's walking on air today. He's walking on clouds. He's walking on pillows on clouds. He's in a happy, happy mood. Fez, what do you have for us? I am so relieved and overjoyed today. The shrink has my father's ring. Mm, there it is. Good dancing, Hicks. Thank you. I can't believe it. I called him uh, after you gave me... Uh, after you retraced my steps with me that I was laying down Fez, on the shrink's couch. It's not me. It's Encyclopedia Brown. It's just taking the time to learn how to do it. But, uh, yes, you lay down with a ring in your pocket on a couch, which I can't believe you people still lay on couches like it's fucking 1963. Uh, yeah, I know, but th- th- isn't that the most ridiculous cliche of a therapist? Weren't therapists getting beyond that and we're just setting up like two human beings? Freud did that, right? Well, like, if your friend came over to your fucking house with a problem, you wouldn't go, please, lay on the couch as I fucking sit over top of you. Take a load off. But you can take a load off without laying down. So I will never 
put that ring well, in my pocket again. Well, first of all, who gives two shits about you? Let's get back to the important thing. You have a hero in your life. Just like Lois Lane, someone was able to solve the mysteries of your retardation. But I'm a hero who expects to be paid, Fez. What do you want? $7,300. All right, that's an awful lot. Oh, hold on. Yesterday, would you have paid $7,300 to get your dad's keepsake back? Yes, because... Of the, I Thank mean, you. Because the shrink never would have found it unless he went looking for it in the cushions. Or just... Unless he tore the couch apart. Or just chucked it out like, oh, one of my retards fucking lost the goddamn Cracker Jack ring. But you got it back. I but got it. Well, I don't have it in my possession yet, but... You have it back. The shrink is already fucking extorting you for money. You don't... He doesn't need to do any more. But here's the other part of this, Fez. You need to wake up to this thing. You spent all day yesterday calling yourselves names and talking about how awful the fucking world is. Instead of solving your problem. Instead of doing the, hey, there's a problem... What could have happened going through the steps until the problem was solved? And then also something else came up. What else came up? What else did I do for you? Um, I'm trying, I'm try all right, this is going to come off really bad. I'm trying to think. Good. Let it come off bad. Let yourself know what kind of person you are, that you don't remember everything that went into fighting that ring. Well, you helped me retrace my steps. Oh, did we discuss that already? Yes. Then let's again. Let's keep re uh, discussing that part. What else took place? Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Because you is, were totally responsible for getting the ring back. This is why you live like a caveman scratching in the dirt. I called upon the Catholic powers himself. Oh, that's a right. A saint of lost things. Saint Anthony. I gave you the Catholic prayer that we learned as children. This is why Catholics have never lost anything. We have a specific saint who looks over us, who guides us. We're not like some fucking heathen Baptists fucking swinging snakes around ourselves Why black people are pushing each other underwater, singing crazy hymns. It's an organization, a corporation of saints with the Lord himself sending a CEO at the top of it. It's the greatest pyramid scheme in the history of the world. And I took that power and I gave it to you. And again, what do you do? You kill a goat and fucking point it to the four corners. You've got to slow down with that. You've got to stop with that. It totally works. I believe completely in Catholicism. Instead of believing in Catholicism, Fez, believe in me. Get me the 7300 immediately. PayPal that shit so I don't have to fucking be seen somewhere taking fucking money off an invalid. You know what I mean? Like, make it happen so it doesn't, you know, no one can trace it back to me. Uh, Hicks, I want you to follow him to the bank. Okay, no problem. He's going to give you a bag with 7300 Beautiful. When you get the bag... Fucking whack him on the top of the head and go through his socks and see if he hasn't hidden any change in there. Will do. Because they always put money in their socks. Mm -hmm. Why? It's obvious. Look. Remember, Toddy, if anything happens, you've got that extra 20 in your socks. 
So this is uh, all done. Your tears were for naught. Problem solving, Fez Watley is where you need to be in your life. Um, thank you again. Thank you so, so much. You can never thank me enough. That's the thing that you have to understand. There are not enough thanks in the world for what I've done for you. You should follow me around like that Muslim who had to go everywhere with Robin Hood and do fucking make sure no one shot Robin Hood in the back. What was his name? Malcolm X. You got to be my Malcolm X. I didn't know he was a merry man. Everyone's a married man but you, Fez. You're the only one who never found a gal. Anyway, I'm getting away from myself. Why am I agitated when I'm a goddamn hero today? Let's just play my song. end up happening with me i don't want people with lost things coming from all over the world to try to you know sleep outside of my home and get a few chances for me to touch their dirty fucking foreheads oh, to bring God. the magic of the catholic church into their life it works i'm yes. proof of that i'm on a first name basis with the saint as as a boy we called saint anthony we would say saint anthony please get this for me you know, Hicks, I look over at you. You were baptized a Catholic. You never did anything. You never fucking embraced the power. No, I don't know the, the prayers very well. But I understand people having pilgrimages to, to people that think that can help them. And I don't like that. I don't want you to be disturbed by these. Why jobs. not? We'll fucking set up bands. We'll fucking. Sell t-shirts? Yeah, we'll sell t-shirts and fucking glow sticks. <laughs> Let's fucking turn it into something for a change. Let's get the merch. Who do we know in the merch business? Uh, Rich in Tampa, you're on a Fez. Hey, buddies. Hey, uh, Fez, question for you. What does cum taste like? You know what? That's a whole different thing. Um, Eric, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey. I got an Ichiban for you. Ichiban? Good. Ichiban! Ichiban! Yeah, I came out on the news yesterday that uh, the iPhone's got a little app inside there that it follows you around wherever you go if you use your phone, so they'll know exactly where you are at all times. So it came out on the news yesterday. Well, why would you need that? Why, why do you want to start fucking tracking yourself for the government? This I don't understand. Why do people want everyone? That Foursquare to me is the most retarded fucking thing. I hate it. Why? I don't know, you're the mayor of things and you're checking in, just showing people where you're hanging out. And then if anyone ever had wanted to whack you at any fucking point in your life, they know when you're like, I'm all by myself at Grand Central. What are you fucking doing? And, oh, wait, you're not home, huh? I guess I could go to where you live and rob you blind. Also, is the other fucking thing. It's fucking, if you know where the person lives. That's fucking ridiculous. Do what I do. When I go out at night, I put a mannequin with a machine gun. Fucking. And then I tie a fucking string from the trigger to the door. Sick. That's how my aunt was murdered when she stopped by. Oh, no. That's sad. A mannequin murdered her. So that fucker should go to jail. Well, didn't you say that? A mannequin, mannequin slaughter charges. What would it be? Mannequin slaughter charges. You know what? I like that. That, that, that turned out to be a pun. When you really think about it, it's wordplay. Yeah, 
It wasn't perfect because no, you had the Aquin no, in the middle of it. Stop beating yourself up. You had something fucking precious today. Mannequin fucking slaughter charges. I love it. That's beautiful. It's going to fucking catch on. And everybody will be repeating it. And the fucking kids will be like, if they like some new fucking hip-hop song. That's so mannequin. That shit is mannequin, dog. Let's get mannequin on that son of a bitch. And it'll fucking catch on. Mannequin style. All right, and that's too much. It's not what? style. Yeah, I think it is. You've taken something that worked perfectly, and you destroyed it. I ruined it. Fez, I apologize to you. Hicks has been going through a problem lately, not eating enough vegetables, too much fast food. He's not getting enough sleep. He wait a minute. <laughs> he smokes instead of breathes. <laughs> Sounds like it's wow. always been my problem. Yes. It's like he's a dragon. Because <laughs> <laughs> when he was born, his uh, mom pulled up to a, her, her breast to put a cigarette in his mouth. That's right. Here <laughs> you go. That's it. Suckle. Have, Suckle, you little smoker. Have a nice marble light. Because oh, yeah, you're a baby, you just smoke lights. Exactly. Oh. Uh, Curtis, you're on the Run of Fez show. H. Yvonne Ronnie, it's oh. Queen Elizabeth's 85th birthday today. Uh, she's down there in Philly. Are you and her getting along better, Fez? Did no. You take her I'm glad she's off of 202 Friends on Twitter. But don't fucking sit around and mock people. Everybody be nice. Look, when Hicks was a child having a baby light, mm. everybody thought he was the cutest thing in the world. Now no one likes him. No, hated. You know what I want you to start uh, doing? What's that? Uh, mush up your ice cream a little bit so it goes down easier. Okay. I don't want you just sitting and eating it in big hunks. Yeah, but it's so good. I just want to eat it really quickly. You know what's real good is you. You're oh, the real good thing. Thanks. All right? And Thank this you. world's a little better with you in it. Oh. And we're going to turn things around and start getting you living in a better lifestyle. Oh, really? I want you to stand in the sun every day like a bird, just fucking facing the sun. <laughs> Jesus Christ. With the other birds. I came home last night and my they cut off my electricity. <laughs> so I, I fucking came home fucking into a pitch black fucking apartment. It was fucking the craziest thing ever. So I, I'm going to have to stand in the fucking sunlight. <laughs> Con Ed's a bunch of scumbags. I'm going to assign somebody to you to take care of this. Yeah, and Con Ed, I'm going to fucking talk to. It's really unfortunate. You let it's... a Con Ed to turn your lights back on. Um, Let's go over here to uh, Don. Don, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron, I got an H bomb for you. Good. Update on the NFL negotiations. Uh, federal court judge told him to take a break until May 16th, but the commissioner does say that uh, there will be an NFL season this year. Um, you know, I just I can't get caught up in that. I really can't. I know they're eventually going to start playing again, and that's when I'll watch. But for me to sit around and worry, blah, 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 uh, no. Uh, Jeff, you're on the Morning, fellas. Hey, Ronnie, I was uh, in Rockefeller Center on Monday. All fucked up? I, I, no, it's over as a judge. Uh, I saw you walking down the street. I, it was uh, after the show. I won't tell you where. I don't want to give away your, your route home or wherever you were going. But, Root home. Uh, 
uh, your root home, excuse me. I did not uh, approach you. I know if I had done that to Anthony, he would have shot me. Uh, Opie would have probably f- uh, filmed me with his with his video. Jimmy may have molested me. What would you have done if I had said, Ronnie, good afternoon, how are you, sir? I would have taken you out for a cold beer and some hot soup, and we would have been best of friends. Every little fantasy you have about meeting your radio buddy would have came true. And I'd have been like, God damn it, you're right, we should start working on that book together. You're the fella I was looking for. Wow, really, me? Let's sit down and start brainstorming jokes and ideas. This soup is great. It would have been fantastic. I treat um, everybody like I was Bill Murray at the end of Groundhog Day. I just go running around and I'm in great service to every human being that I meet. That's awesome. Good. Remind me to change my root home. Will do. I'll be traveling through Hell's Kitchen, dressed as an old lady. I'll go on the Google Maps. Don't. Every time you go on Google, someone in fucking at NSA watches what you do. No. Yeah. A fucking light goes off in an NSA office. Jesus. I heard it on the Glenn Beck show. Uh, Glenn Beck is doing a show today called They Gonna Get Us. They Gonna Get Us. Uh, he's losing his TV show, Mr. Beck. Um, but he did say this. He is not going to leave political comedy up to Jon Stewart and Stephen Colbert alone. Uh, it's not comedy. Yes. Like when he starts to scratch all those crazy things on uh, a blackboard yeah. and screaming, uh, we all going to die. Mm-hmm. He's joking. He's no, fucking around. That's serious to him. He did a great show the other day that if you turn the word dog around, it spells God. He was, his fucking mind was blown. Holy shit. And he just ran up and fucking stuck his face in the camera and yelled out, I am not shitting you. Fucking look at this. God is a backwards dog. Damn, Glenn. And we're like, easy, buddy. Easy. Um, but anyway, he has been just, you know, fucking around, doing some comedy. That's all it's been. Fun comedy. Uh, Super Trucker, you're on Run a Fez. Ronnie, Bennett, you got an easy bar. Yeah. President Obama awards Ron Bennington the Congressional Medal of Honor. You know what? I won't accept it. I don't want it because I feel like the award's been tainted by too many losers. That's our highest civilian honor. I don't want it. Our highest civilian honor, if you want to know the truth, Fez, is the Cable Ace Award. And that's what I've had my eyeball on for quite a few years. It's shaped like a spade. You know, three people, when they used to give out the Cable uh, Ace Awards, have fallen and the Cable Award went into their (laughs) throat. Yeah. One of them was John Biner. In the very early days. Dangerous. By the way, someone out there who's 42 is just laughing. I remember John Biner. Ha, <laughs> oh, fuck. What happened to that dude? <laughs> <laughs> was that impression that, that ought to just... I like, it, I was good. That was yeah. definitely the fuck the fuck guy sounded like. Yeah, it's ex- <laughs> Shit. It's exactly what the, the guy sounded like. Um, now, Fez told us yesterday that a robot was going to 
throw out the first pitch in Philadelphia. Yeah. You Penn, uh, who some people call the stupid of all, the dumbest of all Ivy League schools. <laughs> I disagree. Thank you. Good. Cornell, but um, these young brash undergraduates there came up with a robot that pitches or a pitching machine as we called it our entire lives, uh, <laughs> literally was a spoon that a fucking ball went into, and it threw it like about, I'd say 70 feet, kind of one-hopped it in. Are you fucking, they get, yeah. they get funding to make this thing? Well, whatever those schools have. Oh, my God. They'll get a grant, yeah. Speaking oh. of funding, who uh, did the show in here last night? Peter Yorn. Peter Yorn. Yeah. Tearing it up. Making Tore that shit happen. up. Yeah. People were getting trashed down there. Yeah, it came with a little extra, uh, you know. Some people, they just come in and do a show, but other people have food and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when you know it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, like, suddenly salespeople start to show up. <laughs> yeah, rock music. Yeah, so a bunch of people from the 19th floor up here. Right. They'll suddenly make the scene. <laughs> um... No, I, I just want to say something to everybody from UPenn, and I mean this because I'm from uh, that area myself. It's the finest school. Of course, the Wharton School of Business is there. I make fun of them because they, you know, you think, I've got an Ivy League uh, education, but then you're fucking stuck in Philly. <laughs> That's the funny part of it. Now, I did not go there. I went to Penn State. Uh, no, 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 no. I went to State Penn. What's the fucking... What's the one with that has the bars and all the black people? State pen. All right. Uh, That's got not... out early. Oh. Uh, ratted on John Gotti. Just uh, started telling everyone that John Gotti had a meth lab in Marcus Hook. All right. That worked? No. No. Matter of fact, the fucking weird thing is I was just there as a visitor. So it was very easy to get out. I was just there to see my mom. When your mom was in prison? You know what? I don't want to get in the whole thing about this one way or another. Some people's moms go to prison. Okay. So what? All right. The important thing is this. We're all human beings, not human doings. Anyway, uh, here's our buddy Keith, San Francisco. Hey, guys. I got, I got a really nice Ichiban for you. I'll be the judge of that, Keith. Okay. <laughs> uh, the second teenager jumps off the Golden Gate Bridge in like two months and lives. Well, that that's because that you cannot die jumping off that bridge. It's basically like going off the high dives in White Sands in uh, Brookhaven. It's not that high. Let me do a, a correction here. White Sands was in Aston. I believe White Sands uh, was in Aston, not Brookhaven. We'll move on from there. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Mike, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, buddy, I'm going to have a moral conundrum for you. Moral conundrum? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. All right, so I'm a season ticket holder to the Hornets. They go with a friend all year, even though I bought them. But he couldn't, he got. He had to work this week. So I told my girl, she'd been bugging me when she found out the Lakers are going to be coming to New Orleans. She wants to go. Now, last night, I found out it's because She's just hoping to see celebrities. And during the whole game, she's like, I hope to see Khloe Kardashian make the trip to New Orleans. And my buddy just got off of work. I should be able to take a ticket back from her and give it to him. 
Because I feel if I lean over to give her a high five and she's pointing out a celebrity, I'm going to go mannequin on her and just get thrown out the game. Well, again, I to me, uh, you take your chick to one game a year and let her see celebrities. It's not... You know, the same thing. But you live there in Louisiana. It's your girlfriend. It's your sister. You're going to have to make that pick yourself. Make the choice, too. I don't treat family that way. But I don't think it's been, you know, I get she's not a basketball fan. But you go out to every game of the year. She wants to go to one game and hopes to see a Kardashian. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, good news. I'm not only keeping up with the Kardashians. I passed three of them. Holy shit. So right now, I'm in the middle of the pack of the Kardashians, setting a pace, and I honestly feel by the end of this season... Okay. And when I say season, I'm talking about the Deb season. I'm talking about, you know, promenades. Yeah. I really hope to be winning this thing. Well, it's a good start. Um, Anthony... In Jersey, you're a manifest. Yeah, hey, Ronnie, doesn't everybody in Marcus Hook have a meth lab? Well, yes. The quick answer to that is yes, and that's why it smells the way it does. But a lot of people are like, I don't want a meth lab in my neighborhood. Well, where are you going to get your fucking crank from then? Yeah, really. It's got to be somewhere. Fucking think for once. Thanks, Hicks. How else are you going to get high as fuck and not sleep for a while? You know what? You've turned in my wingman. It oh. used to be my thigh and breast, man, but... I'm going white meat. Well, all... Yeah, breast is white meat. Oh, I thought the thigh was dark meat. The thigh is dark meat. Yeah. But I said breast, too. Okay. Well, now it's you know all what? white. You, you know what? Don't, I know everyone's looking at you, and you have that fucking weird feeling of, uh-oh, I'm being noticed as myself. So I'm being good. judged. Good. I want, I want to be judged. Why haven't I ever been invited on High Society, your show? Yeah, just, you can come on. I don't know if you want to come to Brooklyn, though. It's a fucking shitty neighborhood. Big up to Brooklyn. Big ups. Forever. All day, every day. Well, I plan on going there soon because I'm visiting with Franklin. Oh. Yes, Franklin is having a little get-together that I was going to come to. Shindig? Yeah. Uh, it is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, Fezzy, I, you started big. You were very excited. You were... Mm -hmm. You know what you were for a second? Because you had news about yourself. You were part of the show. Oh, yeah. And uh, when we got off of you, boom, you went away. Let's get back to Fez. Okay. What's in your wheelhouse today? What's going on with Fez Watley? What's the gold standard for you? I think it's this weird Al Lady Gaga story that's going on. You're going to have to tell it to me from the beginning. Because I don't... Did you know that this story was going on? Uh, I, I know who Weird Al is. The weird thing is I watched the news, and <laughs> I did not see them lead with this. So, let me guess. Weird Al has a parody. Yes. Lady Gaga was going, why are you making a parody about me? Yeah, it started, th that's how it all started. I don't know how I can do the psyche thing. That's how it all started, and now after then Weird Al went public with Lady Gaga's not giving me the approval mm -hmm. to do a parody of Born This Way. He does a parody called Perform This Way. So uh, after he went public and said that he had talked to Lady Gaga and had worked so hard on this, he uh, and she wouldn't let him do it. All right, I now am, she's agreed. I am looking at the. 
at the news story here. And uh-huh. Thank you for getting that all wrong. So here's what happened. Le- uh, Weird Al, he does his parody songs. Yeah. He sent it over to Lady Gaga's management. They said, no, thank you. So he that now, according to this, says, Lady Gaga kept me from putting this on my album. Uh... And I was going to give all the money to charity. Oh. And it was going to be great for everybody. Lady Gaga. So then Lady Gaga now has to say, I didn't hear it. My people stopped it. Go ahead and do it. I think it's great. Yeah, he bullied her into letting her, letting him do this now. She doesn't want her song screwed around with. According to this, she says, I love Weird Al. And I'm, I'm excited. She's saying that now because he went out in public and made her look horrible. Like she's mean to charity. Like she has no sense of humor. Her songs are very precious to her. Like Judas, I'm fucking Judas, that new song that she drops on Good Friday. Well, I haven't heard that one. It's precious. Oh, it's, it a real, precious. it's really good. Oh. But she was already taking heat for this song, Born This Way. I thought it was a big hit. It was a big hit, but people were accusing her of ripping off Madonna. It sounds exactly like Madonna. And she said, no, she heard this from the voice of God or some sort of quote like that. That's the Judas song, not the... I'm reading this now. Is this, uh... This is Weird Al. He sounds just like Madonna. What's he doing? All right, let's uh, take this down a little bit. Um, but this sounds, listen up what a Madonna song even he sounds like when he's singing it. Um, but he has done nothing to upgrade, you know, nothing to change. No. And he's had the longest career. I mean, he's had a career since the 70s. Since and, Jesus Christ. Yeah, because he did another one, Rides the Bus. Uh. <laughs> and uh, I, there was some kind of... Uh, I lost on Jeopardy was one of the early That's ones. That's 80s. Was it? Okay. That was 80s. Um, so anyway, here's the thing about Weird Al. Uh, if you are Lady Gaga, this kind of means, all right, I had a gigantic hit, and it's now going to be immortalized like all the gigantic hits before me. I am like, he only does this if you are a Michael Jackson or, you know, whoever it happens to be at the time. Yeah, but if they're fine with it, that's that's great. Go to all uh, all for it, Weird Al. Go do Go your Go all for it, Weird Al. Yeah, do your do your best parody work there. But if she doesn't want her song screwed around with by Weird Al, she shouldn't have to give into it just because he's upset that he worked on this and then didn't get to put it on his album. Worked on it. He fucking everybody can make a parody song. Let's not act like he was fucking really working hard. Like, all right, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Take another fucking ten minutes and turn around that. If you really want to have a uh, uh, a big hit parody. The word fart should fucking drop in there somewhere. Oh, so yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Has he, has he gotten permission from everyone else then, from others? Well, songs? here's the deal. Uh, because parody used to be big in radio. You can, and The reason why he was able to YouTube it is that it was just parody then. But when he puts it on an album... Okay, making money off it. ...and makes money, yeah. then he has to have permission. Okay. Because he splits that money with the artist. Oh, shit. 
Well, they wrote it. That's their fucking song. But his, those are his parody words, though. Right. He added fart. <laughs> I can't begin to tell you how easy it is. You know, most of us are doing parody without meaning to. Now, you know, you're just fucking singing the wrong lyrics. Now, in his defense, he's got to have done something right since he's the guy coming up on like 35 years. Yeah. If you start saying, name parody artist. There, you're going to name Weird Al first, and then someone at the fucking zoo show <laughs> that you're listening on, on the way to work. Yeah. Fast Eddie is probably number two, because um, every town has the guy, and he also wears a Hawaiian fucking Fuck shirt, yeah. and has it. a mustache. Awesome. And somehow has fucking turned the cake song into bringing up something about Charlie Sheen. I'm so sick of Sheen, so... Oh, this is fucking great! This is, we got it. We'll get it on Afternoon Drive. It's a huge ride. Um, so, here's the thing. To get parodied by him, it's kind of like to have, you know, that be parodied on Saturday Night Live. It means that you've entered the fucking lexicon, blah, 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 blah. Now, going back to that, I do agree with you, though, Fez. In the same way as I don't think the people that don't want to get on Glee should be fucking bullied by them either. You know what I mean? Like, um, you really, you really don't have to fucking say everything of mine should be taken away. I agree. But, having said that, not sticking to our guns? Uh-huh. Fuck you. I, I can't sit around. Once you give in to the bully, then you deserve to be bullied. If you of what you're saying, she, she's bullied, and I do feel like he put this thing out yesterday. He got something like eight hundred thousand hits, and everyone started going, "Why is Gaga such a cunt?" <laughs> and then Fuck. she went, "Oh, this is the last thing I need. Go ahead and do the fucking parody." But this song I performed this way could be right up there with King of Suede. I mean, it could be that fucking big. Or eat it. Eat it. Come on. Now, I will say this, and I'm not fucking kidding when I say this. Weird Al didn't unmask with us. He might have been the quickest fucking mind of anyone who's ever done a fucking unmask. He was sharp. He's a fucking smart guy. And he's definitely done a great job with the brand. I mean, he has taken... <laughs> a career, man. Yeah, Shit. He's taken this thing and made it last decades... So I give him uh, all the credit in the world. All about the Pentiums. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's a fucking... Seriously, it's like it's an Amish fucking paradise. The way he's rolling this shit. Uh, Tom, you're on the run of face show. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, if you uh, were to take time to read his blog on this whole situation with Lady Gaga, basically he, he says he really didn't want to do a song about Lady Gaga. He felt it would have been way too predictable. But he sort of had an idea. He sent a feeler out to her people. They responded, well, she would need it to read the lyrics. So then he takes the time, he writes the lyrics out of the song, sends them to her. They bounce back, well, she's going to want to hear the whole song complete. So he goes into production, spends all his money for a song, sends it to her, bounce her back, she doesn't want it. So it's like they really broke his balls to say no. When it's like, So what? I mean, this happens... With if you're trying to pitch a fucking movie, whatever it happens to be, sometimes the answer is no, you know. Okay. And maybe, you know, maybe in the fact of this, 
if you write a fucking song, it should be up to you whether you want it to be a parody song, a commercial, whatever. I totally am on the side with Fez upon, uh, with this. But on the other side of it, Fez, it is somewhat of being immortalized as part of pop culture of that time. Because I don't see her being the type of person... I mean, she is going to be of this time to like Boy George was of the 80s. We'll be like, remember how crazy and stupid and bad we were back in 20... Why do we care about her outfit so much? 2011. She made a... She wore a dress out of meat. I guess I'm supposed to wear shoes out of pork chops. You know, that's what she is. She's a fucking footnote, a pop culture footnote. You know, this is not a bad thing for her. Right, but she sees it as a bad... She saw it, obviously, as a bad thing, or the approval would have gone out right away. And he's... Weird Al is making... Made her into a bad thing. All she... You know, if she didn't get the approval, why does he have to act like she's uh, some sort of beast in the news? But here's the thing. since If she just would have said, look, here's why I don't want to do this. Weird Al, best of luck to you. Have fun with your things. I, you know, my songs mean this. I don't want it to be reflected another way. Then it'll be fine. But she said, go ahead and do it. I can't sit here and be, like, on your fucking side with the fact that she said okay with it. Now, if she said, no, I don't want to do it, I'd feel the same way that people that don't want Glee to have their fucking songs. I get it. It's your song. When fucking Lou Reed didn't, uh, you know, his people didn't give a fucking approval. Everybody got mad at him. I'm like, it's Lou Reed's song. This is Lady Gaga's song. She ripped it off from Madonna. Uh, she has every right to it. Uh, in some uh, article in NME, she's calling people retarded for even thinking that she's like Madonna. Because they were just busting her balls. You know what? Insane. My friend's cousin has a neighbor who has special needs. So obviously I'm very close to this. Mm. And I don't like the R word. She used the R word. Really unfortunate. I thought she was supposed to uh, care about people. Born this way. Those people were born that way, right? I guess if, if those were in, like, in a car accident. Some and then some of their parents drank. Yeah. <laughs> or waited too well, long. No, no. If you're in a car accident, you're not retarded. You're not? Well, no, like, you're you get fucking the brain like brain damage. Oh, oh, it's not retarded? No. Oh, really? No. I see him as you, one the same. No, he's both. <laughs> you know, you were so right when you said born this way. <laughs> um, look who it is. The woman who wants quiet cats, Millie Hatchett. Hey, Millie. Hi there. Yeah. Um, Fuzzy, I think you're being a little too sensitive here. I mean, first of all, weird. Ah! <laughs> no, no. Like, forget it. You've been sensitive. Bullying someone. I think it's more manipulation, and that's kind of what that business is all about. I mean, Weird Al isn't a bully. And if Lady Gaga gives in to manipulation, that's really on her. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I feel I feel really bad about that part, too. Because she, she obviously didn't want him doing this song. That's how he got the word in the first place. Through her people, that they didn't but, give the approval. But guess what? How many things you think come here and my people say no to me and I haven't seen? It happens all the fucking time. And bullying, I think more of, you know, shoving your face in the dirt or, you Pizza. know, doing something physical to someone to harm them. This is manipulation. and Or, you know, or, you you know another it, way to say it would be persuasion. We persuade people to do the things that we'd like them to do. We get Now, the fact is, 
Lady Gaga, probably hearing from a lot of our her own uh, fans that we we think this song is great. We think this is great for you, making the same kind of arguments I was making when this happens, because again, uh, when it comes to parody gold standards, Weird Al sits at the top. And she's parodying uh, Madonna. Yeah, she is. Her entire career has been. Madonna. Theater. It's true. You got him, Millie. Bye. All right, bring those cats over here, and Fez will have them being quiet in no time at all. It's a cat party. That was the best fucking email I read in a while. That was an actual LOL. All right, Fezzy. Mm -hmm. You got the ring back. We got your ass handed to you by Millie. She made a lot of good points. I don't think so. You had none. But the, the, the major point is this. You were taking Lady Gaga, put her on a pedestal, and you now say that she could be knocked off that pedestal by a guy with a Jufro and a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. She got her ass handed to her. Her flat ass was handed to her. I'm sorry. Yeah, it shouldn't have happened that way. If he had a problem with her, he could have settled it with her people. I got a better hero for you. Who's that? Kathy Griffin. She could be the new person. that you, She's your new lady god. Good, yeah. She's awesome. Isn't she on the D-list? I don't know. I don't know how all that works. I don't know what that is. Um... I get where you're coming from, but she has to be the one who uh, has to stand up to it. Um, Tony, you're on the run of face show. Hey, uh, why do I get the feeling if it had been anybody besides Lady Gaga, Fez would have sided with Weird Al? I mean, with the Kings of Leon uh, Glee battle, Fez immediately sided with uh, Glee and said that they should allow them to use the songs. But with Weird Al wanting to parody Lady Gaga... Now says sort of takes the other side of the issue and is siding with Lady Gaga. I almost think it's it's personalities with him and not the issues. Uh, that was a totally different thing with the Kings of Leon. They were trying to they were getting back at the creator of Glee, acting like he should go out and buy makeup. That's what I to took issue music. with. Well, but he, he tried to, to he tried to, to manipulate them into using the fucking song. He acted like they are. Uh, that they were fucking completely wrong um, for not giving their song over. So in that part, yeah. Um, let's go over to Lenny. Lenny, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Fezzy, welcome back. Uh, you're finally back to worrying about shit that doesn't, you, nobody cares about but you. Welcome back, buddy. Weird Al was apparently very concerned about it. Well, it's his business, isn't it? And business is good right now. 800,000 hits going viral. That's right. For WA. Blowing up. Uh, but by the way, if you ever get the chance to hear that unmasked, uh, he was extremely funny. Extremely funny. No, he was great. And there are a lot of uh, of comedians that are considered a lot hipper that were not nearly as quick <laughs> as Weird Al. <laughs> I'm serious. He was really fucking bright. Um, here's, uh, here's, here's Matt, up, Matt, you're on first, yeah. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, Ronnie, I wanted to agree with you. It's less of a manipulation and more of a crystal blue persuasion, which, I mean, that's a Gaga <laughs> song, isn't it? 
You really like this Gaga, huh, Fez? I, I like Lady Gaga. I haven't heard much of her music, but I like Lady Gaga. <laughs> As a person. I don't know her. I don't know all. I don't know her work, well, really. What, it, what is it? Oh, so if you don't know her work, how would you like her? I just like the fact that she goes out there and she's herself and she's, <laughs> and she's created this persona. Right, hold on. Isn't every human being going out there and being themselves? And her persona is the persona of a pop star. And again, she has a market. I'm not taking anything away from her. I do feel like the pop stars um, make make kind of like little fucking calendar marks for the rest of us. To me, she's like a 1950s flat top. That's what she is. She's no different than fucking parachute pants. And I do think that you need to go... Oh, there are differences in decades. There are differences in times. She's a fucking hula hoop. Good for her. But now her new song has got Bill Donio, the person who, quite frankly, I think is one of the greatest people ever to live. And what he did what? for all of us back at the NEW days is just really appreciate it. He's, they've got her pissed, uh, he's pissed off over the, um, Judas song. Uh, let's grab the Judas song if we can. Now, can you hear any of these lyrics through the auto-tune, Fez? No, I can't tell what she's saying. I, right. I, I think I can make out Judas. Well, uh, turn it down some, please. Thanks. Uh, basically, the song is about Judas. Uh, and you've you've followed the Christian faith a bit as a lad, didn't you? Yes, quite a bit, yeah. Um, so you know who Judas is, and what was his role? He was uh, Jesus's uh, disciple, treasurer, and then betrayed Jesus in the garden. Um, and, and gave him a kiss and turned him over to the authorities to be crucified. So basically, she sings, I'm in love with Judas, I'm in love with Judas. When he comes to me, I am ready. I'll wash his feet with my hair if he needs. Uh, I'll bring him down, I'll bring him down, a king with no crown. I'm just a holy fool, and baby, he's so cruel, but I'm still in love with Judas, baby. Now... I get it. You want to shock. You want to have people talk about you. Um, her next song uh, called I Just Got Ate Out by Hitler. That, the Catholics are going to be okay with that, but the Jews are pissed off. But mm -hmm. do you see how fucking easy this is? I mean, talk about parody. Oh, yeah, well, I can see why this would upset people. But I think it's also, I think it's, the same as any song about falling in love with the wrong guy. 
of picking the wrong guy to give me another, date. Give me a, another song like that. Like Leader of the Pack. So you're going to take Leader of the Pack, which was a 1950s song, set uh, about a 1950s situation, and taking a song from 2011 and saying, I'm in love with uh, a person 2,000 years ago who betrayed Jesus. And you're going to put it in the same exact way. I think it's the same theme. How? One, uh, one song, the two people were alive at the same time, and she was telling her parents, I like the bad boy in town. This one, I love this mythical person who supposedly uh, betrayed Christ. No, I don't think that's the same theme. I think the point in here is, how do we get even more fucking attention for our auto-tunes? Now, I have no problem with that. I get the shock jock stuff. I've been there before. But don't hide with it and start acting like it's a, a fucking metaphor. It's not. What it should be is Catholic League, please say bad things about me. Catholic League, please get the kids to like my record. I like free press. And she's, she's getting a ton of it. So for that, I give her fucking credit. Um, here's uh, Tim Rochester. You're my friends. Uh, hey, I, um, first of all, huge fan of Fez and both of you. I love you, Fez. But, uh, I'm really sick of every time there's someone gay or transgender in the news, you automatically agree with them. Who's gay and transgendered? Lady Gaga has a dick. No, and she dates guys. And girls. Yeah. Don't act like she's the born this way. Don't act like she's not flying the flag. She oh, is. Oh, yeah, she is. So don't is. fucking act like, what? Where did this come from? She's a nice girl from the west side. <laughs> Hicks, you went to school with her, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Different schools at the same time? Yeah. You and her the same age? Uh, I think she's a couple years younger. Yeah, she's two years younger than me. All right, so you would have been the senior or yeah. leader of the pack. That's right. As they were known. I guess I would have been bullying her, preparing her <laughs> for her later stardom as Lady Gaga. Yeah. Hey, look at that rich girl over there. She, well, she's a rich girl, but she's going too far. That doesn't matter anyway. Um, Jay, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Hey, talk, like you just said, Ronnie, talk about parodies. This is just all, uh, all she's not herself anymore than Marilyn Manson was her, was himself. This is all just a gimmick so she can uh, so she can sell records. I can't believe Fez thinks that uh, she's herself. She's expressing herself. <laughs> That's not her song. That's Madonna's. Yeah. Thanks, Hicks. Uh, Mike, you're on Fez. I just wanted to see what Fez thought of uh, Lady Gaga's Like a Prayer. It's kind of like that Judas song. All right, that's not Lady Gaga. Isn't it, though? Original. OG. Anyway, um, the point is, Fez... Your, uh, what's that? Here's what she used to look like. Yeah, that's her being herself. <laughs> and she was on an MTV, like, one of those MTV uh, contest reality shows. Look, somewhere. I got no problem with her having an act. I have blah, blah, blah. This only started out because uh, of the, oh. You know where she used to, pl to play all the time was pianos. <laughs> Good for her. We're gonna go see Gaga. You call him. 
You call them, tell them about the show at Pianos. Ga, 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 ga. Ga, 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 ga. Call them. I can't. I was born this way. The tits are coming out. Uh, what was, oh, what started is, to get back to the thing, did she cave to Weird Al? We all agree that she did. Yes. But if she didn't cave, I'd have been, I would have been on her side saying, no, she doesn't have to give her song away. <laughs> but, you know, you cave, you cave. I can't fucking do anything about that. Yeah, I was disappointed in that part of it. You're disappointed in her. And now you're wondering about the whole fucking image. Maybe we weren't born this way. Oh, no. Maybe we were born to be wild. Gaga, Gaga, Gaga. Why does she have to drop the name Gaga in every fucking song? I don't get it. She loves herself. I oh, guess. The only song I like by her is Judas. Oh. I'm going to send it to my folks. <laughs> That's awful. Can't stand her. We read about her in the report. <laughs> my dad gets some kind of paper that gets given to him from the church. He called me up. See, Opie and Anthony's name in here. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> How did they get in your little church in Maryland? That's fucked up. What the hell are they doing? What were they thinking? Pop, please, this has nothing to do with you. You're not down there, right? Don't even start. Um, Drew, Drew, you're on my face show. Drew, we got you, buddy? Do what? You heard me. You're on the fucking radio, dude. This is awesome, it. Awesome, man. This is your time. Hey, Ben, I don't care what they say about Gaga. She's hot. I shove her balls to the side and eat her pussy. Ah! <laughs> That's if she'd have you. Good comeback, Fez. You know what I like about your comebacks? Measured. There's a long pause and then a measured response. You're not like this fucking Hicks coming at us with fury. Come on, the fuck? Say, that's his response. This is your response. Well, you're the one who gained weight. So, there you go. deal with it. And she's on a journey. Right now, Lady Gaga's on a journey. Her own particular journey. You know who I think's on a journey? Journey. With Asian Steve Perry. When the rights go down on a city. Uh, somebody sent me a Twitter thing that it was all in Asian. Oh. And uh, then in the middle of this Asian... I'm just going to say hash marks. I don't know what they okay. do over there from <laughs> fucking talking. But it looked like an alphabet threw up. And then I see Ron and Fez... More craziness, and then Steely's showdown. <laughs> so they were all excited that they were getting a little uh, American airplay. Hell yeah, good for them. God knows they don't know what the hell we're saying, but the music's getting out there. This is the night of the expanding man. Some queer vocal. Some fine Columbia. You know, 
I think that if you're ever on an Asian airline, right? Yeah. That the pilot, every time he sees a boat, he's just he wants to just fucking aim the fucking nose of the plane into it. It's something in them. They're like, oh, I could fucking run right in the middle of that boat. Oh, they can't stop themselves. No, they can't stop themselves. The most amazing thing that ever happened is when a Japanese plane lands safely. Everyone in the fucking plane just is like exchanging money. Well, you're right. Because he's constantly looking for an ammunition dump to lay that fucker down until. <laughs> no, make it count, I guess. You got to make it count if we're going to win this thing. <laughs> Sasai Papa Haba. Oh, it's okay, thanks. Ga, 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 ga. All right, speaking of concessions, this one's back at you now. This is your heroes, Hicks. The Jersey Shore kids, they're going to go to Italy. Yay! Yay, finally. And they're getting fat cash to do it. Hell yeah. But they cannot be filmed in bars and clubs that serve alcohol. What? They cannot be filmed drinking in public. Huh? They uh, cannot be filmed to promote Florence as a drinking town. Oh, Jesus. And the show should be filmed in a manner to promote Italy, not Americans visiting Italy, and feature its culture and good food. And to this, the radical partiers of the Jersey Shore said, yeah, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? We will do it. Well, I don't know why they would agree with that. $100,000 a week. Okay. So I guess there's going to be a lot of house parties at the Jersey Shore. Probably none. It's probably going to be tea parties. Oh, my God. I can't believe this is happening. And then, like, Paulie D will be like, yo, staying sober and whack. Well, they, none of them really seem too messed up besides the Ron, Ronnie's the one who gets fucking Ronnie totally, and Snooki are alcoholics. Yeah, they, they get... They are, the, oh, I got a third fucking Sammy Sweetheart's an alcoholic. She is a fucking mood-swinging, yeah, mood-altered alcoholic. She's not as fun as the other two, oh. but she gets into that depressive, like, ten months ago, you made an ass out of me. Remember Miami? I want to say something. I'm done with you, kid. Never fucking looking at you or talking to you or looking at you. And then the next Again. day, she's like this on their hangover. What's wrong? What's wrong? Why are you mad? I'm look at me. Look at me while I'm talking to you. I guess you blacked out. She should wear a fucking t-shirt that says everybody's ex on it. Because if you haven't dated that fucking personality, you've been keeping your cock in a mayonnaise jar. <laughs> you haven't gotten out in the world. Fucking craziness of Sammy Sweetheart is Do you know what? Fez, as I said that, he just went over to make sure the mayonnaise jar lid was fucking closed on his cock. Oh, that must hurt. But everyone has dated that what is now? Remember ten months ago, you fucked my friend. Why are you bringing that up? Because I hate you. Change the past. <laughs> Go in the past and fucking change it. Because I'm drunk now. I hate you. Look at me. Why do I have to be fucking staring at you? They want to get your attention. If, if we could fucking figure out how to have crazy pussy, disconnect it from crazy brain, Earth would finally be worth staying here. Instead of what we're trying to do, get to the stars. And everyone's like, why do you want to be astronauts? To get away from you. Because hopefully out there in space, there's different fucking pussy. This space is what pussy. has happened from the beginning of time. Logical space pussy? Yeah. You know the original cavemen. F 
fucked everything before they went back and go, all right, you are, I'm just going to put up with your shit. I fucked a turtle and it's not worth it. I fucked a muskrat. It felt like shit. Just what do you want me to do? Take something out of the cave and fucking trash or something? Listen to what? What did your mom say? I don't know. What the fuck did I do wrong? What? what what's, what is it now? All right. Yeah. Great. Perfect. Um, I don't know what the fuck is supposed to happen. I don't know what we're supposed to be fucking changing for you now. But Sammy is perfect. She should be the fucking first lady of this country. Because it is a... There's a gigantic part of the female population that has that same thing. Yeah, she's representative of a lot of fucking women. A lot of attractive women. Mm-hmm. I don't see them lasting through Italy, to tell you the truth. I think they're going to... Well, they're already doing their spinoff shows, right? Well, um... Paulie D's doing a spin-off show. He's getting signed to 50 Cent's uh, G-Unit rap crew. To do what? Spin? Uh, to either possibly rap or produce records. Now, does he rap or does he just fucking spin? As far as I know, he only spins. He only, he's only like a fucking shitty club DJ. with a couple. You say points. shitty, he gets 50 grand every time he goes out. Yeah, I'm sure he's shitty, though. <laughs> I'm sure he's not very good. But it's, Now, let me tell you. Paulie D's game, not Paulie D's skill at fucking playing music. But let me say this. If you own a club, right? Yeah. You're not fucking saying, look, is there any way we can get this cheaper done, our music tonight? Cheaper than 50 Gs? <laughs> any of you guys, can any of you guys sit here and put together a playlist? Come on. Even if we draw half the crowd, I'll make four times more money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 50 grand, I guess, let's all drinks. What, $15 drinks? How many fucking drinks are you doing? Yeah. This is why everyone in the club business is a fucking gangster. Christ. Every club in the country is a fucking front. And just fucking well vodka. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, hey, Paul, you're on the phone. Yeah. Are you on pets today? You are fucking murdering it right now. I just saw a shot go into the bay. It's like Barry Bonds on steroids all over again, my friend. Well, you let me tell you something. Murdering radio. You are killing radio today. Let me tell you something. There's two number ones on the show. So get that into your fucking head very quickly, Paul. When you say I'm killing, what you mean is we're killing because... There's two number ones on the show. And soon we're going to remember... <laughs> Fez Voice! Who did that impression, by the way? That was, was, someone, that was someone in the uh, production department. Really? Uh-huh. Someone in the production department mm -hmm. does a mocking fucking uh, parody. A Weird Al type parody. Of the host of the show. Sounds like it, yeah. All right, we are going to get them. We're not going to beat them up. We're going to beat them in inner uh, corporate softball. All right, we got to get the fucking squad together then. Uh, well, we've got a, a game this Friday against Shady 45. Oh, shit. It's going to be held in Harlem. All right. This is going to be like... Uh Street ball or whatever, but street softball. Why do you got to fucking be racist? I'm not being racist. You this are. N1 mixtapes. I don't understand what that means. It's street ball videos. Where it's like, uh, well, we're not keeping score, but look how fun we are dribbling and passing. Yeah, yeah look at this crazy shit that's going on. Ga, 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 ga. Uh, we need to take a break here. Uh, I think we got a guest coming up a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. We'll tell you who that is uh, when we get back. But, Hicks, I haven't spent any time with you today. You had something on your mind? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, regarding the Glee, there's more Glee controversy with their season finale coming up. The, the creator is uh, 
going batshit over some tweets that happened. It's nonstop with this guy. There's something wrong with him, isn't there? He cannot <laughs> he cannot enjoy success. Uh-uh. No, he just waits to hear. He, he's, uh, he's attacking an extra on the show. Oh, good. All right. Uh, well, gay talk. More gay talk on the Run Fest show. No, I'm Jump back quick. Run Fest. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, Ron and Fez on the virus. You give them this technique of transcendental meditation. It's a mental technique, an ancient form of meditation that literally and truly opens the door to the deepest level of life. Unbounded, infinite, eternal, pure consciousness. Modern science's unified field. In Vedic language, it's called Atma, means the self. Know thyself. Thank you very much uh, to our buddy and former uh, interview subject, David Lynch. Now, in your opinion, Hicks, yes. uh, what was David Lynch's finest music? I'm sorry, movie. Blue Velvet. And the star of that film? Isabella Rossellini. Coming up in a few minutes, Isabella Rossellini. Crazy. We'll be in our studio. Uh, one of the most famous, beautiful women in the history of the planet. Both her parents, rock stars. And kind of uh, very, very controversial. When Ingrid Bergman married her father, banned, I think, from the United States. Film's not shown in Boston because uh, one of them was married at the time. Catholic Church was furious with them. Uh, they have kids, have a happy life. Isabella Rossellini becomes this beautiful model, uh, an actress. All the men of the day wanted her. Married Mar Marty Scorsese. Uh, dated. Um, Brishnikov, Gary Oldman, on and on. Yeah, just like yes. great fucking, you know. It's crazy. It's like exactly what you want a celebrity. And now stuff. she's dedicating her life to animals. Yeah. Every, she's become the animal lady. And um, I don't know whether you've ever watched Green Porn. Yeah, I've Where I've she seen shows it. you how different insects have sex. It's great. I love it. It's insane. <laughs> it's seriously uh, stoner stuff. It's I, Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love watching that stuff. It's great. But, Hicks, I tried to tell you, this is your place in the world now. You are doing a show that Isabel Rossellini will drop by. It's it's bizarre. It's so, it's so crazy. I don't get it either. Never would have fucking thought she'd be walking in. There would be no reason for you to think that. <laughs> You'd be insane to think that. This show should get, get a carrot top. It's the shit. Hmm. Uh... Jay Lawson's is asking me if this guy sent something, a video to us. Uh, but the quick answer is no. I have no idea of what she speaks. So, uh, the new thing, where is this going to be on? The green? What are these TV? Planet Green. Planet Green, it's a television network, right? Yeah, it's part of Discovery. Now, she's done this uh, very, very strange uh, kind of documentary a day in her life. And it looks like Spike Jones would have directed it. It's very, Sick. very crazy. Or or Michelle Gondry, right? Uh, 
and it's called Animals Distract Me. It's Isabel Rossellini. She's modeling. She's acting. It's fashion. But at the same time, she's getting into these weird animal things and strange, strange bits all the way around it. It is, like everything she does, fascinating. Uh, for real. Coming into the studio, Isabella Rossellini. Documentary? Would you call it a documentary? Because it's a, a lot more than a documentary. Y yes, it's a documentary with a lot of uh, fantasy in it. Uh, Incredible but it's a documentation of what's in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> and and that is so much. There is so much going on there. But animals distract me is the name of it because as you go through your life and you do have you have a fantastic life I do. Um, you have a fantasy life you have the kind of life that that people dream about and read about but while you're doing that you are distracted by any kind of animal I'm distracted by any kind of animals and about uh, you know do they understand uh, or what is their instinct how do they perceive the world how do we so the film that i did it follows me throughout a day a, a regular day I'm, I'm an actress uh so you know my day might start with a photo shoot and an interview and uh, um lunch with some friends or you know i also write my script so there is also a moment where i'm home writing and little things happen a pigeon mm -hmm. goes by a squirrel i also dog for the blinds mm -hmm. as, just as uh, it is is my non-for-profit uh, uh, activity so a lot of questions come to mind yeah. and um, and I think a lot of people have these questions the same as I have you think that a, a lot of people will think in the same matter as the day goes I on. do I think for example I do know that my children I have two a son and a daughter they have very big concerns about food mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's very true for a lot of people they wonder if they should eat their chicken or should they eat organic chicken only yeah. and what about beef and the e coli or do, uh, or are they fed too much uh, ho uh, hormones or antibiotics that will have an effect on us and what about fish and overfishing of the ocean is some fish that we can eat but some that we should avoid i think all these questions are questions that are very present in in people's mind and you know the the thing that i i love about what you've done with this too is like you're not lecturing you're literally putting the questions out there and showing how difficult it is to try to 
Live. I'm actually hoping that my film is comical. Yes, I, it is. I, I, I hope that people laugh. Yeah. And, uh, but also might say, oh, you know, that's right. You know, I haven't thought about that or I didn't know that information mm -hmm. about, for example, there is one scene where I have a discussion with Andre Leontelli, who is a fashion guru, somebody mm -hmm. who had worked for the best magazine, fashion magazine. And then our fashion conversation is perceived by my dog. So we speak gibberish. The dog doesn't pay attention to our words, but the growling of our stomachs, the chewing of our mouth yeah. is perceiving the world completely different than us. And uh, I hope that in one hand it's amusing, right. but on the other hand it's also informative. And uh, you know what the interesting things, and I think dogs and humans are, it's a great metaphor of how interconnected everything is. So here's these two species that kind of need each other and have... Uh, needed each other since you know yeah you know thousands, do, do, domestic animals started with agriculture probably about 10,000 years ago mm -hmm. but they have found in older tombs up to 15 16,000 years ago the remains of men buried with dogs so they assume that dog was domesticated was the first animal to be domesticated so we have a common life with dog for 15 years yeah and 15,000 years. Yes, 15,000 years, at least. At that least, we know. Yeah. exactly. But that also set us up metaphor of we are interconnected with all different species, all of us here on the same planet. And most of the time, uh, we haven't even figured out how much we need each other. You know, there's so many I, things I think that, that uh, we haven't understood the complexity. Yeah. The complexity of it all hasn't been understood. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, that's why it's always a great moral question to um, should we drill yeah. uh, on the ocean but we don't really know what is it the great depth of the sea yeah. uh, so we're drilling of course we need the oil but are we also doing an incredible ecological damage and eventually by doing an economic uh, e ecological damage we would also damage human being yeah. so that is always the great question and I think it is the question of of our generation. I am an older person and the question of my generation when I was young in the 60s in the 70s it was civil rights yes. women rights I think this generation and even me that I'm old I mean I'm just joining <laughs> in because it's a the great question is uh, how how do we continue to live the way we want to live and yet not run run the, the earth to the ground sure. So yeah, but well, this is pretty much the first generations that if we can do something, is it a good idea? Just because we can do it. I mean, up to this point, a man was almost in a battle against nature for thousands and thousands exactly. of years to get something. Now we're at this. Uh, we quickly got to this point where it's like, well, just because you can do something, it doesn't mean it's not going to hurt us down the road. Right. But the great thing that I think that has changed a little bit by the 60s and 70s, is that we are seeing that nature can come back extremely strong. Uh, there's fish now. Well, it, it, it could, but also yeah. we do know that there are uh, endangered species that right. have gone extinct. Of course, extinction live has been throughout uh, the, the Earth, you know, throughout the time, but uh, there is a, a pace of yeah. uh, extinction that it is much stronger, much faster. And what about uh, climate change? But I think that what I wanted to do with my film, because that is a very much of a, a gloomy uh, outcome, yeah. and we do know that it's it's very 
difficult. I mean, even people that want to, for example, do the drilling in in the sea are concerned about what happened mm-hmm. uh, uh, last year in the Gulf of Mexico or are concerned about what's happening today in Japan. Then, But the nuclear will be a clean source of energy for us. So, yeah. But there is all this, uh, que- and everybody, I'm, I'm not taking a position of what, you know, who is right and who is wrong, because we all ask the same question and all try to find a, an answer. But I have tried in my films to make a, 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 to make a comical spin, because I think that the talk about the condemnation, the loom and gloom of the future has also won so far, <laughs> so mm. many people as it could, and then now it has built a wall, right. and you don't want to hear it anymore, and I don't want to hear it anymore. No, it can lead to, it, it can lead to almost a point of depression, well, there's nothing we can do, but, exactly. but there are things. You know, I was just talking to my father yesterday, and, and uh, we always had a summer house down in the Chesapeake Bay, and he's saying that the eagles, that there are eagles there now, now they hadn't been in that area for like 50, 60, 70 years. Uh, but because of pesticides. Now, at the right. time of coming out with pesticides, it was considered a fantastic thing to happen. We're now going to have more food. We can feed more people. But those eggs that were being laid would suddenly be soft shells. The eagles were disappearing. There's no way to do it. But they made adjustments. And here's something that I was told as a kid, you're never going to have eagles again. They're now coming back. They're now coming back. Yeah, so some of the news happen. are very good. It does. Yeah. Some of the news are very good. And I think talking about it, for example, um, I found out a few years ago that we don't eat them, shark. But in China, with the economical boom of China, yeah. people can afford to eat a delicacy, which is a shark fin soup. That Before, it was only eaten during a marriage banquet, really mm-hmm. in special occasion. But now that the population is getting richer, they can eat it more which mean that a lot more shark have been killed. And the shark was not an endangered species, has now become an endangered species. So I'm, I'm talking about that in my yeah. film. And actually, I have seen on the Internet uh, films uh, done in China about this problem so that the Chinese people themselves become aware. I mean, we have eaten yeah. a lot of animals to extinction. Right. <laughs> Ourselves, the buffalo, we only ate the tongue. You yeah. know, we all killed it for the pellet and the tongue. Um, but now they, they also came back. So yeah. hopefully that would happen also with the sharks. But we have to become aware of the problems in order to address that. And it really is, uh, I think, awareness that people, that there's so many times we go out through our lives with, with a lack of appreciation, uh, just because we take something as being normal. But I thought that you did great stuff of bringing Mario Batali into this, and because I think chefs like him have made us more aware of food than anything that we ever got from, like, the government and school where you're told things. It kind of comes in one year. Because I think that also Mario is fun. Yes. You know, and I think that uh, the pleasure of having a discussion that is interested, but it is pleasantly presented and fun and entertaining, mm-hmm. it's what makes me listen. If somebody comes with a lot of bad news and condemnation and pointing the finger at me, I feel like I want to shut off and don't yeah. listen. And Mario has this incredible speaking ability. I mean, he's adorable and right. he's fun. And you listen to him and he gives you any kind of solution for cooking, from the simplest to the most complicated. Yeah. And so I asked him to participate in my program to to, uh, to tell him, you know, when I go to the restaurant, I feel, should I eat this or should I avoid it? How do you cook? How do you prepare the food for your restaurant? Do you have a conscience when you go through it or is just 
good food yeah. or it's good food but also good for the environment, good that there isn't any consequences. And of and, course, Mario too has moral questions. Yeah, he does. And of course, the interesting thing is that he's managed to make some of these foods absolutely delicious. Turns out that they're good for you, uh, good for local businesses because we're now eating local. And again, it goes back to that everything is connected, whether you're paying attention to it or not. There are ways to make these small changes, make better changes all the time. Oh, I'm sure we, we all do, I think. We yeah. all do, really. Yeah. yeah. And very, very important for the younger generation. I can see it in my children, that they're very careful about what they eat or uh, respecting the nature. And if I think back uh, of the generation before, we had the feeling that the earth was uh, a gift for us. It was abundant. Yeah. And it was endless. It was endlessly producing for us what we wanted. This is gone. Yes. We know now that the earth is limited and we have to use good sense, good practical economical sense yeah. at uh, dealing with it. And yet there's still places in the world that are where we were a couple of hundred years ago, where they're just trying to feed their people, trying to get medicine for their people. So you can't expect some of these things to be top of mind for them. Um, no, I, you know, I, we actually are the biggest polluter in the world. So in, ter in terms, yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of uh, polluting the world, mm -hmm. uh, America is the number one uh, uh, biggest polluter, followed by China, uh, India, some European countries. So it's certainly not uh, African countries or countries who are having uh, who are having the greatest difficulties feeding their own people. They are not responsible for the pollution in the world. But sometimes you could see why they would not realize that. Some of the animals need to be protected if, you know, humans are hungry. You, you show something from the Mediterranean with uh, getting tuna. And right. I've never seen any of these pictures before. It was amazing to me. These bringing these giant tuna in that I guess are no longer. Well, in you that see, part this is happening in Italy. Yes, yeah. they are very, they're very in danger in the Mediterranean. Uh, but the fish who's been fished in the Mediterranean is fished by the Japanese. They're not for our consumption. So the ocean is very difficult to. Uh, patrol, right. because while we have national parks and we protect our animals, whether it's in Africa, elephant or yeah. buffalo here or wolves in Italy, the ocean uh, has no frontiers. I mean, there is a frontier, there is a coast, uh, I think like it's 200 miles, miles or something, yeah. miles, something that you cannot approach. But where the fisheries are is in, in, in these open waters. Mm -hmm. And so it's very difficult to protect the animals there. And then, or regulated in any yeah, way. regulated in any way. And of course, you know, at one time there was, you know, almost an infinite amount of fish. There was just amazing yes. amounts of fish. And now it's tougher and tougher, even for those commercial fishermen. And it seems as if they are also their own worst enemy, that they're going to put themselves out of business. I know. It's funny, isn't it? I don't know if it is the lack of an international... Uh, uh, oversight, you yeah. know, the world, uh, we, everything is going global, right. from communication to big companies, and so it's difficult to regulate uh, fish and food production locally, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to fish that migrate from one place to the other, so they have to be protected throughout their route of uh, migration, and there has to be international uh, agreements, and those are very hard to get. When did you, what first sparked your interest in all, in all these type of things? You know, I was always interested in animal in animal I always yeah. loved animals since I was a little girl and then became increasingly interested in in animal behavior and just followed it as a hobby but 
when you when you follow an animal and read about animal, inevitably you bump into this huge problem of. Uh, of of uh, loss of habitat, uh, contaminations, extinctions, uh, endangered species, mm-hmm. which is not what I am interested. I'm interested in animal behavior, mm-hmm. but I could not avoid by dealing with it because the problem is so uh, such an emergency. And you have uh, a huge interest in Darwin and reading about Darwin. You actually do some great stuff where you're portraying him in this. Where did that? Uh, come into your life. When did you start to think about the, him? The, I I went back to university, and I'm mm. still at uh, a New York University. Uh, finish my studies, and I do study history of science, and uh, eventually I will specialize on animal behavior. Uh, but I'm still in the general sciences, where uh, I'm still uh, studying a lot of Darwin. And one of the book, one of the books that Dar- Darwin wrote, which is not very famous, is about expressions. Why mm-hmm. would I smile? And throughout the world, globally, people will understand that a smile is something positive. Right. But yet, if I do another gesture, uh, like a rapper gesture, maybe somebody that wouldn't understand what it is, or I do an Italian gesture, mm-hmm. and people say, well, what that is if you're not in that culture? And he was wondering... What makes a gesture understood by everybody and some other not? Is that an instinct? And how did they came to us, these instincts? How they were engraved in us? And this is exactly the same question that an actors ask. Mm. When I play and I work in different languages and in different countries, I always ask myself, um, would this be something, if I do this with my body, would this be understood by my entire audience? And these films are now international too. So those, and why do we have uh, expression of emotions uh, that are understood by everybody and some others that aren't? So that book to me was one of the most fascinating of Darwin. And I think that the great thing about it too is that it's still about this endless curiosity that we're never going to get to the end of these type of questions. But as you dive in, it makes nature even more mystical than our, our own myths, mystical right? Mystical and mysterious and fun to investigate, but I don't think we're going to get all the answers. No, <laughs> and yet it does seem to be the journey, right? I mean, it the is journey. the journey, because yeah. the journey is so fun. You know, the journey is funnier than the destination. Uh, I am sure of that, uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure who said it. Somebody famous, so yeah. I'm quoting, but I don't remember who the person was. The fun is the journey, is not, uh, is not arriving at an answer, and... That is what I found in my life. I mean, when I started to work less as a model, because I'm almost 60 years old and I work also less as an actress, I went back to study and start making um, my own film. And I think curiosity, adventure, is my engine. Yes. And it makes my life so interesting to go by that engine. (laughs) And and I agree 100% because you just can't picture Darwin being bored. I don't think that he would be just sitting in an elevator going, oh, I'm wasting my time. I don't he think would, so, <laughs> the, and, and that's and that's the thing to model, just to embrace life, even in the small moments. And by the way, you're saying you're working less and less, but I'm walking down Fifth Avenue today and saw a beautiful, beautiful picture of you up. So, yeah, yes, unbelievable. So to you. St- you still are working, you still are doing. Oh yes, fascinating I'm working, but I'm working work. less. You know, I mean, yeah. that it's it's clear that as you get older, there is there is less work. 
that is comes to you. But mm-hmm. I create a lot of work for myself. I've now become a writer and a and a director. So I evolved my work from modeling into acting and now from filmmaking, which to me is just a natural evolution. It all seems to be connected. And I, I hope I can keep doing it. But it, it actually makes the work that you're doing even more interesting, I think, than when you were younger. Because when you yeah, because when you were younger, I think that you were uh, part of you know great projects, whether it was modeling for like a Stephen Mizell or working with David Lynch. But that was kind of their image, yes. and you were playing a part. The, but now you're running the show. It's great to be play a part of these big brains, yeah. you know, because they have fantastic brains. So I always felt like I was a tourist uh, taking a trip, like uh, seeing the Taj Mahal or yeah. the the Colosseum. You just you know they're fantastic brain, and I'm sure that along the way. Uh, learned working mm-hmm. with uh, such talented people as David Lynch, Stephen Meisel, Avedon, uh, John Lessinger and on. But um, it, one of the things that uh, people always complain about old age is uh, that you're old and, uh, you know, it's good to be young. But I found that, of course, I don't like the way I look. I preferred it when he was young. But inside is much more fun when you're older because you tend to do just what you wanted to do with mm-hmm. the idea that there is limited time. You just say, I want to do what I had not been able to do before. Now, I had a great career, but this idea to make films, funny films about animals, I had them since I was a teenager. But I never came around to do them because I was insecure. I thought, oh, it's so complicated to be a director. I was in awe of my father, my mother, David Lynch, Martin Scorsese, all the people that were so present in my life. But I needed old age to just say to myself, okay, forget about them. It's great. I've known them. I might even have learned something about them. I'll try. If I fail, too bad. You know, at least you try. The adventure is what counts. And you seem to have invented this whole kind of new art form that is really yours, that no one else was doing this before. And I think that's the fascinating part of yeah, it. Yeah, this is my third film. I did yeah. a series for uh, Sandance called Green Porn. Green Porn. And then uh, the, uh, Seduce Me about yeah. the courtship, uh, strategic courtship of animal. Green Porn is about how they mate. And now I've done uh, Animals Distract Me. And I hope I'm working on a new project about motherhood, Insti- mother instinct. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope I'll be able to make it too, into another film. I, and by the way, you know, we were talking about that, and I've talked about this with scientists before, that instinct is the most interesting word that we have that will just take something that is so magical and just slap this one word on it that just kind of covers it. And it's it. A mysterious. You know, yes. we don't know uh, what instinct. Uh, yeah. You know, we do know we have instinct, which is different in reflexes, and yet uh, we don't know exactly how they came to be engraved in us. Well, Why do we smile when yeah. we're happy? Well, That's it's, an instinct. It's definitely knowledge that we don't know how we got. It's no, just exactly. fascinating when you think about it. I mean, you you brought it up in your le- last project, too, about how the butterflies can get back and forth to Mexico. and The monarch find butterflies, they come by New York. This yes, is impossible. So, it yeah. cannot happen, and yet it and happens. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you are fascinating. It's just uh, wonderful to have you in here Thank today. Thank you so much for having and, me. And uh, it really is great to have been a fan of yours and, and to see that you've taken this lifetime of all the different teachers you had, whether you knew that they were teachers or not. And or see, boyfriends. Or boyfriends, <laughs> yeah. And, um, well, what you gave back to them, I'm sure they learned a thing or two, too. So that's appreciated. Uh, but it's another way of learning, I guess. Oh, but, I'm yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. 
but to see what you've done with it all, I think it's just remarkable. <laughs> it was just you. wonderful to have you in here and have the chance to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, this week it debuts on uh, Planet Green. That's Saturday, April 23rd. Now you can check this out by going to discovery.planetgreen.com. Isabella Rossellini, what a pleasure. Thank, thank, you, you, so thank you so much. Thank you for having me. crazy was that hicks that was awesome that was really great what are boyfriends i have seduced all the great men oh generation. Isabella. oh isabella she's unbelievable right she's really cool um what is the name of that product was it bulk something I, it's a store around here but there's this huge picture of her on fifth avenue and she looks fantastic just fantastic not sure is it burberry but, yeah, that's it. Burberry, I, I don't know all these names. I'm not a brand guy. No. I'm going to tell you the truth. I know you are. You're like a fashion plate. Well, like the rappers. They always throw out the Burberry. But um, I was just uh, talking to her as I was walking around doing uh, Blue Velvet. I, I want to bring her down to Molly's. Oh, hell yeah. She would love a Ron Bennington cupcake. I'm going to go down and check out uh, tonight to see how it's coming along. Oh, the process there? What I'm going to need is... Nails. Okay. Uh, hammer. All right. What other people, uh, what do they use? Wrenches? Yeah, hacksaws maybe. What am I going to be hacksawing? Jim Duggan? <laughs> Hopefully. You like animals? Oh, yeah. And when she came out with the green porno thing, it blew, it blew my people mind. People love weed. People, weed smokers love that. Yeah, she has great costumes in that fucking show. I love, uh... by the way, did you ever see her daughter? No, no actually, I'm not. Look her up. Like, her mother was a world-class beauty, she's a world-class beauty, and now her daughter's a world-class beauty. It's just insane. Doesn't the world feel like less now that she's walked outside of it? Yeah, no, she's I know, it gone. just feels like we've got less. We had more in here. 
we were somebody there for a few minutes. For a little while. Yeah, for a little while. We were like people. And now she's gone. That chair's empty. I'm just going to go over and lay my head on it. <laughs> oh, wow. That door's beautiful. Yeah, she's beautiful, right? Yep. Of course, I like the way I look better when I was younger, but still, now as a person, I get to think about animals. On the inside. And all the great artists and directors and producers and writers whose hearts I crushed under my beautiful boots. Jesus. I now can show them other things. I wear blue velvet. I told her that I that I could um, save seagulls. I don't know why I fucking said it on the way out. I, I want you to call me later. I want to have dinner with you. I want to tell you about a way we can sell seagulls. Yeah. She says, there's something wrong with seagulls? I go, we're some other animal. I don't know what's endangered out there, but there's got to be some kind of fucking thing. Uh, there's something needs saving. Yeah. Go with the seagulls. Go with the seagulls because there's so many of them, it'll look like you've already accomplished it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I might start and dress you up like her fez. <sighs> what did she say to you? She hated me? Um, I'm, I'm just fucking just, I'm going after a cheap pop, that's all. Uh, you have been described by Isabella Rosalini as wonderful. That's all? Just wonderful? She loves you. Yeah, well, you got, she loves Scorsese and what happened to him. He ended up fucking smoking and staring out a fucking window. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I need that kind of pressure in my life. But I'll tell you this, I'm tired of hanging around with fucking Americans. I'm done with them. Done! Just Europeans just from now on? Some Europeans, some fucking Cambodians, you know, okay. so I can get into clubs. You gotta have a fucking crazy Cambodian connection. I'm gonna be hanging out with fucking uh, Steely Shodan. Oh, hell yeah. All right. You can go and fucking anywhere you want with those guys. I actually said the stupidest thing when I was walking Isabella out. I go, like, hey, we should have hang out sometime. Look at YouTube. I don't know what I was fucking even talking about. I told her there was animals on YouTube. I think she'd be down with that. Hmm. Why not? Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, buddies. Excellent job, Ron, as always. Oh, uh, she was on one of those Sunday morning shows they did a piece on her this week but it's called sunday morning cbs yeah, sunday morning yeah she trains uh guide dogs for the blind also in her spare time uh yeah she shows um that in what she does now and um she not only like trains them like she'll raise them like from puppies what? yeah she's got like this fucking apartment here in the city that's of course stunning yeah then she keeps a crib out on the end of long island <laughs> Of course. Not where our friends live, but out past there where it starts to get great. <laughs> and, like, uh, the house is set up like dogs can come in and out of it. And believe me. It's a dog pad, then. And more. It's like if a dog was loaded. <laughs> like, drunk? like, you almost see dogs smoking cigars. <laughs> well, the good life <laughs> shit. I would like to train dogs to smoke cigars and play poker. And one of them is cheating. Get that money. But really, that's the kind of that's the kind of people I should be hanging out with. 
Not like uh, Jennifer from the Whatever Show. I should be hanging out more with Isabel Rossellini. And Jennifer should be wasting her time with Pete Dominic. And it should be me, uh, Isabella, Barishnikov, Scorsese. We should be like the three, Gary Oldman. We should be the three guys, four guys fighting over her. That'd be ridiculous. I'll tell you this. This is like this is how fucking awful I am. If I really did end up with Isabel Rossellini and Goodfellas came on TV, I'd be like, turn this shit off. This fucking blows. Seriously. This is the worst fucking movie. I can smell it. It fucking stinks so bad. He's done with his work. What are you doing? I'm sorry. I just came in. Goodfellas on what are you doing? Masturbating to it? And I would just fucking ruin the whole thing. It fucking caught you, didn't I? Yeah. Um, it's it's annoying. It's annoying how I can be. Um, Joe, you tell your own Uh Hold on, Ron. I got to put down my scrapple. You don't have any fucking scrapple in Utah, dude. Uh, I brought it from PA. Moved down here from PA. What kind of? What's the brand? Hormel? Yeah, then I'm not fucking interested. <laughs> I'm not hey, that was a great interview with uh, Isabella Rossellini. She's my favorite actress. Um, what happened on the last half of it? I was doing my laundry. Well, oh, see, that reminds me of Fez. Remember when you went and did the laundry when I was admitting something? When you were on the Dr. Steve Weird Medicine show. Well, that's a fact. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're good at summarizing the facts. But what about the feeling? Why do you got to hurt me? Didn't I find your ring for you? Yes, you knew exactly where it was when I lost my father's ring. Now, I have a laundry situation this weekend. Mm, let me see. Let me put on my Who Cares hat, okay? Let's see. Detergent? Is that what you're bringing up? No, I have detergent. I have bleach. I have Hold softener. Don't fucking step on my lap. I'm fucking killing this guy when I said Who Cares hat. What is it, Fez? I've been when I get upset and start thinking about my father on the weekends, and I'm just having these crying jags. What I've been doing is just going to the laundry room. I'm just For gonna, some reason, it's soothing. I just want to point something out. Do you realize that just minutes ago I was talking to Isabella Rossellini? Oh yeah, about the interconnectedness of the world. Mm -hmm. And now I'm talking about you and your laundry and your dad. Now, for I'm going to guess the one millionth time. And even though your hands are not around my windpipe, you're choking me. You're fucking choking me. Well, I was going to ask a favor. Oh. Oh, no. Because I've been going to the laundry room over and over I again. I know. So I know. I'm out of laundry. Everything I own is clean. My rugs are clean. You know what? Go over to fucking, seriously, go over to Sears and ask them if you can wash everything that they own. <laughs> Stop by a prison. I was just going to ask Chris Stanley if he could bring in his laundry tomorrow so I have something to do. No, Fez, he can't I'm... find it in the dark. He can't find his laundry in the dark. Well, luckily, I have a flashlight on my Blackberry. That's what I was using last night. <laughs> it's getting bad over there. Pop everything in a laundry bag and just bring it in. I'm looking for laundry to do. This, I feel like I'm enabling. I'm not going to do that. I just did laundry anyway. You, that makes you feel like uh, makes you feel uncomfortable. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to give you my dirty drawers. I'll be fucking sniffing them and jacking oh, them. Oh, no! I know you I didn't, didn't just do your laundry. You do laundry every three months. Yeah, then three months just fucking came up. What month is it? It's four. Just bring in your laundry so I have something to take to the laundry room with me. All right, I want to need. I'm going to ask you in the, in the world of worker shoot, right? Uh huh. Is this a worker shoot? This is a work. I mean, no, work. no, it's a shoot. Thank you. It's a Thank shoot. I'm you. sorry, I'm an idiot. You fucking admitted it <laughs> no. was a work. Good. So stop the conversation. Then. It is a shoot. You just said it was a work. No. You did say it. Laundry is work, but you. this is a shoot. I, I need we some just, laundry to do. You fucking admitted it was a work, and I can relax now. Just bring in a basket or a laundry bag. A basket on the train. Working. Why doesn't he just move in with you? <laughs> then maybe you can see him getting out of the shower and get a fucking glimpse of some side nut. Oh, no. Why does that disgust you? I don't want another man looking at me. Yeah, you're side nut. Not fucking full on. Yeah, it's just Like side. a couple of gays. Uh, Why you make up shit like this? Just to fill time? No, I'm not making this up. I go you to the laundry You said it was a work. That was a mistake. It was a slip up on my part. It was it's Freudian. A, it's totally true. I go to the laundry room constantly. It's like some weird place where I can feel comfortable. Then why don't you stop, Fez, instead of trying to get to wash fucking Hicks's big pants? Why don't you say to yourself, I want to stop? Men don't do each other's laundry, particularly guys that you work with. This is a weird place. It's fucking strange. <laughs> you know it's strange. That's why you made it up. Then you're like, then the phone's a ring and people attack me. And I'll fucking say, you know, I'll break into my crying jag. It's. This, I know it's a work. I know you're not this fucking crazy. No. I know it. I like going to the laundry room. I find it soothing. It doesn't matter that it's Chris Stanley's laundry. Just throw your girlfriends in there, too, if you want. I'm just looking for laundry to do, so I have a reason to be in there. Instead of finding a reason to be in there, stop being in the laundry room over the weekend. Why am I a laundry dealer? And fire your fucking ring-stealing shrink. Yeah. Who, seriously. Shit him. Well, I gotta go to a Monday so I can get the ring back. And we'll break in. So you're waiting that long. This precious ring that means so much to you, you're not walking over after work today. Why don't you fucking get a job down in Chinatown taking in fucking Tiki and Washi? <laughs> Seriously, why don't you go down to fucking Chinatown and get a fucking job? Just sitting there, fucking using your nuts as a scrub brush oh. and fucking just getting the bacon strips out of fucking sailors' fucking shorts. Oh. You're making this up. You don't. You're not in the laundry room. You don't want his laundry. I you would, said it was a work. That was a mistake on my part. I got confused. Right, but if you're with a, a woman and you said, "I hate you," wait, I meant but to say, "Love shit. you." You're never going to be... It, it, the yeah. real you came out. It's a work. This is completely real. I spend the weekend in the laundry room to try to get, you know, to feel better. Right. But Instead says, of sobbing. When doing laundry, it's a lot of downtime. But, like, you have to wait for to, to get washed and dried. Like, how... It's a controlled situation. I can be in there. Okay. I'm not giving you my dirty 
close. Here's the other thing, Fez. You turn the show as dull as the laundry room. A discussion about laundry is something uh, that three guys have never had in history. Ever. No guy's ever said to his friends, I can only feel good in the laundry room. Can I have your laundry so I can do it? Well, I thought it was also a nice thing to offer to do laundry. I think it's a win-win situation. You think it's a work-work situation. You think it gives you an opportunity to get into this weird stuff. So people say, isn't Fez weird? And then call and say Fez is weird. And it, it, this is a deflection. This is a deflection. You don't want to do his laundry. You probably don't spend near as much time in the laundry as you tell us you do. You're probably in there half an hour during the weekend tops. You're not just sitting in the laundry all weekend. Do you ever make small talk with other people in the building? No, I usually go in late at night when there's no one else there and I can be alone. Oh. <sighs> Scott, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Fez, if you really want to do my laundry, I can come over every week and you can do it for me. Well, these are the calls you were looking for, Fez. Fitzy, you're on Fez. Fez, I wonder if I can send you in my socks where I make cumsies in them. I'm not looking to watch Jack Rags. Obviously, you are if you're asking for Hicks's fucking clothes. There's going to be fucking semen on some of these clothes, dude. It's you're fucking... going to have to scrape out potato flakes for the first 15 minutes. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Uh, Dan, you're on Fez. Hey, Dick Holder, 941. Checking in, buddies. Oh, hey, Fezzy, I got it. Face! Oh, there it is. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Fezzy, I got about 50 pounds of clothes I can send up for you to wash. Yeah, everyone's got the same call. What do you say? No, I don't mean that. No, no, now it's being manipulated away. I meant just his. Why won't you let me? And how much time do we kill? You're in the laundry all night, right? Mm-hmm. So all night is what? Now, I usually go in like at like 11 o'clock or midnight and stay like a few hours to like three. So you sit in the laundry for four hours. You don't drop the clothes off and go back up to your apartment. No, I stay there and watch them. You what? stay there and watch them. And you what? do that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. Uh-huh. It used to be just Friday. God. Because that's a party night. So now I've been doing it more through, uh, well, throughout the entire weekend. But everything's clean. That's why I was just asking a favor of Hicks. Keep talking about this, because I want this to be the last thing I hear as the bullet fucking enters my brain. I, then I can fucking say to God, I know this was a sin, but look what I went through. I had to get out. You understand. He was a nice man. He was always down in the laundry late at night. He had a cat who said cookie, I know that much. At least he claimed it did. All cookie cat. But I have the feeling that you think that you're doing this, but you are not. You're not in there 12 hours over the weekend, washing everything that you own over the weekend, staying with your clothes and staring at it. It's just not happening. And that if we said... Here's Hicks's laundry. Come Monday, you'd say, I only got some of the things done. 
And we would hear the excuses why. Shit, man. Yeah. It would be all clean and folded for him. We, you say that today, but it would not be. Do you know why, Fez? Why's that? Because any of the things that you tell us tend not to be true. They're just made-up stuff. Why don't you make a documentary the way Isabella does? Why don't you train a fucking dog for the blind people? Why don't you do something besides this crazy fucking talk? Laundry distracts me. Um, here is Jason. Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? I just I just wanted to know, like, if, if this is a work, then, like, what else was a work? Does Fez really collect his fingernail clippings and... Did he really have a heart attack? I mean, does he even have a cat? I mean, what what else was a work? I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. Everything the, he lifted was true. I don't know what's true anymore. I know the cat doesn't say cookie. Mm -hmm. I know you didn't bring the cat in the second day, even though that was your thing. Then laundry day, and then be like, "Why well, didn't know you want me to bring the laundry?" To be bleach stains all over everything. Greg, you're on my face. Greg, we got you, buddy. Oh yeah, Ron. Uh, Ronnie, I think Fez is lying about this. Also, like he lied about the cat. And uh, please, Ron, don't don't use the bullet on your own self. Turn around and shoot Fez. Fez, please walk away. Just walk away. Uh, JT, you're on Fez. Yeah. Do you think that Fez is just trying to ritualistically have his sins washed away? I don't believe so. I think it's a, it's like a soothing place. When you get everything washed and everything's done, it feels like a fresh start. What do you do with that fresh start? Well, then I, I screw that up again, I guess. Yeah. What, what fresh start? Where it's like I'm ready for Monday and to, you know, try to, um, Work through, like, the anxieties and stuff. Mm. But, you know, being prepared for work here, and you can tell by looking at our own Chris Stanley, fresh new clothes don't play a big part into it. <laughs> no, it's just something that makes me feel good. It's a sense of accomplishment of getting that done. It's a little OCD, but it's uh, it's getting it done. You got any other dull, boring things you want to tell us? Toenails? The way you line up your, I don't know, coffee cans? Um, here's Rich. Rich, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron and Fez. How are you? Yeah. Um, I know one thing Fez you don't worry about. That's farting in your house, Ron. Oh, no. Robert, California. Hey, Faz, I'm disappointed you only used the death of your father to get, to get the Chris Stanley's dirty underwear. I'm going to take that fucking ring of his that I found and chuck it into the East River. Well, don't do that. Why is that, Faz? Because I, I, that's my father's ring. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I cherish it. Cherished it enough to throw it under a couch. That was a complete accident. It was cherished it enough to spend forty-eight hours before you noticed it was missing. When you even acted like you had it in here the day after, I know I had. You were saying maybe you lost it when you had the cat. 
Yeah, I didn't know when I lost it until you retraced the steps. Then how do you cherish? How do you cherish if you don't even remember when it was gone? How did you not freak out that first fucking day that it wasn't there? I freak out if I can't find a lottery ticket I bought earlier that day. Um, you ought to just fucking get your lottery tickets off the fucking ground. <laughs> the scratch-offs that already... You'd have a better fucking shot. Probably. The ones that are thrown away. Like those guys that supposedly make shitloads of money picking up uh, OTB tickets. Well, OTBs are closed now, but... Have you ever actually met one, though? No, it's always a friend of a friend. Yeah. <laughs> This guy makes like 70 grand a year. Yeah, sure he does. <laughs> Oscar, you're on a Fez. Hey, Fez. Do you use a fabric softener when doing laundry? Well, of course. I think just about everybody does. Well, do you ever have the problem where you put too much detergent and it kind of, you know, the all the soap and detergent is not getting out of the clothes and there's a residue on them and then you double rinse after that or what do you do? What? I just go to the laundry room for some solace. It's like a, it's a fortress of solitude with dryers. Why that guy knows so much about laundry? You know the other place that you go for peace and quiet? Where's that? The studio. Where you just sit and think about laundry and stuff that happens. Just... There's two number ones on the show. I know. There is. Uh, Mark, you're on the face show. Go ahead, Mark. Mark, we lose you? You're gone. Uh, Shane, Shane, you're on the run face show. Ronnie B., I just wanted to remind you that you had the great Isabella Rossellini in your studio just a little bit ago. Have you forgotten? Yeah, I have, because the interesting thing was this. She was talking about so many things in the world. And she's saying, even though her, youth, her youthful beauty is gone, she has replaced it with this wisdom and curiosity. And she's more involved now than when she was younger. And instead of just bringing up ex-lovers as being something that was taken from her, she thinks of, think of the things I've learned and look what I'm turning it into. She's fascinating. She's awesome. Fascinating. And if there is a bizarre earth, she run by the name of Fez Watley over there. Kevin, uh, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Uh, I bet Fez, you got to go down to that laundry room to get away from that crazy talking cat making all that noise. Won't let you get any rest or sleep or anything, huh? Sean, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Fezzy, man, can you do a spontaneous plug for your favorite laundry detergent? Well, there's only one to use, and that's Gain. And can you give us the redeeming qualities of Gain and why you prefer it over, let's say, Tide or other options that you have available to you? It's the fresh scent that you get in your laundry that lasts. It's Tide. Very good. I'm, I'm satisfied. Thank you. Bill, you're on the run of Fez show. Ron, how many hours a day do you sit thanking God that you're not the radio partner that went crazy? You know, I I don't know. I think Fez has got the easier role. I think going crazy might be the easier spot. And it's fucking hanging on. Is the opposite. Maybe I'll just fucking slide down into weirdness. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll just find comfort in the DA. 
film. And the cool solitude of dead air. And then I'll do stuff like this. Do you ever notice that there's no such thing as rats anymore? There's plenty of rats in the... Oh, I don't know. I just had a thought, so I thought it was true. Yeah, they're everywhere down there. Tic Tacs disappeared. Uh, most bodegas. I thought there was just certs like I have in my pocket. There's a variety of fresh breath mints. Uh, Joe, you're on Fez. Hey, Fez, is your washer and dryer made by Speed Queen? I have no idea what the laundry room has, the name brand on those. Jesus Christ. I got Samsung's in my building. All brand, right. brand new. My God, you fucking... You've joined into it with them. Fez in Australia, does the fucking wash spin in the other direction? I have no idea. I would imagine, no, it doesn't, that the machines all go the same way. I just was being fucking stupid. Pete, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Hey, Fez, when it comes to the detergent, liquid or powder? Well, I always, uh, liquid's the way to go, or else it's going to be, uh, you know, you're going to get the residue. Gotcha. What's that? So that was just it was just a favor I was just gonna I was gonna ask Chris Stanley. Uh San Diego State's uh new football coach is complaining about uh playing Boise State because of the blue field that they have. And uh he says that it's an unfair advantage and it ought to be removed. Now there's to me it's no more of an unfair advantage then if you go to like to Michigan or Tennessee and you've got a hundred thousand people rooting against you that are just screaming, I mean it's part of the stadium. Now I can't I can't watch it because it you makes want, you want the real answers or you just want that on a surface level? Uh the the real answers. Figure it out then. Well, it's their blue uniforms, so it blends in. So that's that's where the advantage comes in. So, but also it's, uh, and I guess this uh, San Diego State coach wants to take that advantage away from him. But when you go when you go to any other stadium, there's always going to be something that is an unfair advantage. Even if it's like, uh, you know, the Purdue train whistle blowing. Um. Google is challenging um, 
uh, a rule in Spain. It's called the right to be forgotten protection for people who don't want to show up on the search engine when their name is typed in. So there's like 90 people that Spain has put up there that says Google needs to get rid of any trace of their existence uh, online when you, when you do the Google search. So one of them is like a high school principal who had a public urination citation years and years ago. He doesn't, he feels that undermines his authority if students and parents can Google his name and then that comes up. And they see that he was arrested for pissing outside. So I just don't think Google should be the ones that are responsible for editing the Internet. Because then, uh, then it's what do, they, what do they keep up, what do they take down? And um, they do it for China. Well, see, that's, that's the problem. Then it's like a Chinese censorship deal. So it, and it's asking Google to be the censor when their 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 business is to find things online, not to uh, hide things online or delete things from online. So it's it's uh, it's not a law yet there in Spain, but it is one of the protections that they have. So Google is fighting this uh, and it's you know with the if it was endangering somebody that might be a different thing you know if you're if you could google in troop uh, where the troops are troop placements where it's that that would be one thing if it was endangering somebody but it's it's not their job to have to keep your stuff offline. If someone has a problem with um, the local authorities who put the citation information up there, that's where you would have to go, I would think, because it's, they're the ones that are posting it on their websites. Now you're asking Google to just start policing every single website that's online in Spain. So I think I think this is going to uh, 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 a European court in uh, in um, in next month in in May. Oh. There's a great new food innovation, fast food innovation, I should say. It's the uh, the Slurpee. Changing again at 7-Eleven, probably the best of all the frozen drinks. They are now coming out in June with the dual cup Slurpee. So what you can, it's separate, you can get both flavors of Slurpee that are offered at 7-Eleven. You fill up each side of the cup, it stays apart until it all comes together at the last minute in a specially made straw. Because when you think, uh, when you think of the Slurpee, it's really, it's how far can the evolution go? You would think that it's completely done. 
And no, we got one. We got a brand. This is probably the best fast food innovation since KFC decided to start using uh, chicken breasts as uh, as bread on a sandwich, as the bun for their uh, for their uh, double stack or whatever it's called. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Um, now, Eddie Trunk, he's going to be doing a signing this weekend in California, in Indio, California, for his new book, Eddie Trunk's Essential Hard Rock and Heavy Metal Book. That's this Saturday. He's going to be at the Big Four concert uh, featuring Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax. He'll be on the grounds at the Zia Records booth throughout the day and right before the show uh, on the concert site there in the vendor area. So if you're in the Californ- if you're in the Indio, California area, stop by, see Eddie Trunk, pick up his book, get it signed. It's Eddie Trunk's Essential Hard Rock and Heavy, uh, and heavy Metal. That's his book signing this weekend, this Saturday, before the Big Four show. Um, today was actually the, uh, the day in the Terminator movie. It's April 21st, 2011. This is the date that Skynet is supposed to become self-aware. And the computers take over the world. So, it's, uh, it's... James Cameron said, well, we, what we really need to do is worry about global warming instead. And, but basically, it's happened already. Where, you know, people don't want to be without their computers. People don't want to be without their phones or their TVs. Skynet has already happened and we just haven't realized it yet. All we're missing are the psychotic Terminator robots. But everything else has already happened. We're, we're, we're locked into them. We're, we're slaves already. Uh, maybe we should take a break. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, we'll be right back after the jump. The virus. The Ron and Fez Show. I will fear no evil. No le tendré miedo al peligro. Because I'm walking with Jesus. Porque camino con Jesús. I walk with Jesus. Camino con Jesús. I walk with Jesus. I walk with Jesus. I shout with Jesus. I walk with Jesus. I stomp with Jesus. We stomp on the devil. We stomp on the
back with the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You can always follow along at 202friends on Twitter.com. That's 202friends on Twitter.com. The Spike Lee and Tyler Perry feud is uh, getting a little bit more intense. Tyler Perry said that uh, Spike Lee can kiss his ass for criticizing his Medea films, calling them coonery and buffoonery. And Tyler Perry also said that um, he's tired of the criticism that he doesn't have a white audience, that white folks, black folks, Asian folks, Latin folks, and Navajo folks all sit there side by side uh, laughing at his films. I love when you read to me. It beats uh, picking up the paper. So it's... Um, there's obviously an audience for these movies. I don't understand. I, I'm not sure what Spike Lee's problem is. That and... Now, uh... Sorry. Well, uh... If I was just to ask you, do you think just having an audience makes something good? Uh, no. No, it's a, it doesn't necessarily make it good or funny. Well, he's his complaint is the coonery and buffoonery, as he puts it. He doesn't think that it's all that good for black people. Black people seem to uh, love the films, though. So I think... Uh, um, so would you say there's two differences of opinion? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So would I. Simon Cowell's got uh says that uh Mariah Carey is going to be part of his show X Factor. Uh she just won't be on the panel of judges. So I was I was just gonna throw it out there to you guys. Who do you think got the best chick? Uh Idol with Jennifer Lopez, X Factor with Mariah Carey, or The Voice with Christina Aguilera? I'm going to go Mod Squad with uh, Peggy Lipton. Sexy. Sexy. Um, so it's uh, The Voice. Actually, uh, if you want to set your DVRs, there is a preview tonight preempting the Jay Leno show. At 11.35, we get an 11-minute clip of The Voice. That uh, leads into Jay Leno. And then The Tonight Show comes on after that. I think Simon may be in a little bit of trouble with this X Factor. It seems like it's coming along a little too late in the year here. Where everyone, again, has the idle fever. Even though I predicted that that wouldn't happen. And um, this voice seems to be getting some heat just from the, sitting in the chairs uh, backwards. What are their ratings so far? Well, it hasn't come on yet. Mm. Okay. 
Well, let's see if they can hold the backwards chairs crowd. I don't know. I think it's more coonery and buffoonery. Well, one of them. That's my biggest problem with it right now. It's Actually, too much coonery and not enough buffoonery. you got to have a balance. Uh, David, you're on a fizz. I lost you. Try again. Uh, click it off. Hey, I'm not thinking ahead. Buddy, staying in the moment. Buddy. Yeah, I could just see uh, you and Hicks looking at each other through the glass there thinking, what the fuck is going on here? Fezzy, you'll be okay, Fez. It'll be all right. Um, Joe, you're on a Fez. Yeah, I got a quick question for you, fellas. If I was going to buy my uncle a thank you cigar box, should I get him an Ashton cigar box or a Monte Cristo? I'll get him the Monte Cristos. Monte Cristos, a little bit better. From what I know, from what I know about your uncle, I think he's yeah, he's a real nice guy. You'd like him a lot. All right, so now everybody always has like a different feeling for that, but just do the Monte Cristo because it'll mean more to him. All right, great, thanks, fellas. Enjoy taking a mortgage out on your house, second mortgage. <laughs> Pick up a box of those cigars. Have gotten crazy, Hicks. The taxes and whatnot. Yeah, the taxes do everything. I hate them. Let's get a flat tobacco tax. I'm, I'm sorry, I was out of stuff. Don't be sorry. Just be happy. What's going on with your laundry? I... Doing it tonight or tomorrow? Um, scram diggity dog! Scram Dog, the king of Chicago. What's happening? Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Hicks. Hey, Fezzy. Yeah. Um, Hi. Isn't it kind of below Spike Lee to even care about Tyler Perry? Like, Spike Lee makes legitimate films that people remember, and, and Tyler Perry just kind of makes, like, the... I do like the coonery and buffoonery line, though. I am a giant fan of Medea, though. I mean, is that all he makes? Is just they're kind of like the they're all just kind of nutty professor-ish type movies, right? They're just yeah. the you know popular movies, right? Let me tell you, Tyler Perry, believe it or not, is probably the biggest independent filmmaker of all time. He independently raises the money, he puts the stuff all out there himself. He's gigantic, and I I think he makes ninety nine cents on every dollar that comes in. Shit. Does he? Does he? He doesn't act like he's independent at all, though. I mean, I I never really. I guess you say he's independent, and I didn't really know that. I thought he was, you know, very Hollywood because it no. seems like he puts his name on everything. And more independent guys, you know, they wouldn't do that as much as. Well, you, know, you tell that to Monty Python. They had their name on everything. In four years, he became the sixth highest paid man in Hollywood between two thousand and five two thousand nine. Who makes more money than him? Take a look here. And then lead, lead off a, a list of everyone who makes less. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scram, what's happening in Chicago? What's the weather like today? Beautiful. It's about uh, 60 degrees, light breeze, and the sun is poking through. It's a great day. Mm. When's the last time you've been by Molly's? What's Mike up to lately? Give me the, uh, give me the inside I, dope. I, I probably haven't been there in a couple of weeks. I don't know what he's up to lately. <laughs> I'm sure he's probably been enthralled with all the soccer that's been going on lately. Like what? I know I've been watching a lot of FA Cup games, so I'm sure he is, too. He DVRs everything, Ron. I don't oh, know if you know this. I didn't know that. So he's he's DVRing a lot of stuff, is he? All he does is when he gets home, is he he, he, he tries to go, like, dark for soccer. He doesn't oh. like anybody talking about soccer all day, and then he gets home, and he just catches up on all the soccer games all day. 
He uh, he really loves uh, he loves that. Now, what would he do if somebody brought up a soccer score to him? Would he get pissed? Well, he kind of he'll say, "Oh, I haven't seen that yet." Or I remember during the World Cup, I was there almost every day. I was doing some projects from over there, and uh-huh. if anybody even said something about the World Cup, he just he just kind of run out the room. You know, they got you know they got a couple of guys, you know, uh, the dishwashers and stuff, and all they would do is listen to uh, soccer games all the time on the radio, and they're talking about it all the time. And Mike would just kind of do his best to stay, you know, in the dark uh, until he could watch him live because he really. Uh, he likes to he likes to watch it live with no surprises. You know, it's hard to watch a no. recording right knowing the turnout. Now, does he have a young lady in his life? Um, I don't know if he has one. Really? Whoa. So he's he's doing quite a few. Huh? He's doing well for himself. I know. I know he does like to entertain the ladies. Oh. All right. So nothing that you can give us into the inside of how well how well he's doing. Uh, Scale one to ten. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to him. Right. Uh, he likes to. He likes his privacy a little bit there right. too. You know. All right. So he's a <laughs> soccer fan. He does very, very well with the ladies. Any idea when the New York Mollies is going to open? I've been hearing that it's coming for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of, kind of under the same impression that you are. It's, it's coming when it's coming. All right. <laughs> um, but who just dropped off these cupcakes for us? They're from TastyCake.com, and that's the only signs I found on the boxes. There's no, there was no note, but there's six, no, excuse me, five Tasty Cake box sampler packs. Right, let me cakes. say this: um, the sampler packs have shown up here, and this is, of course, how we came up with for the flavors that we ended up using for the original uh, Ron Bennington cake, where we went butterscotch. And peanut butter, but somebody had to have the peanut butter candy cakes. Somebody had to send us these. I know there was there was no note. There's just two giant boxes that said tastycake.com on them as the only return address. Yeah, but I don't. Wh- where did they came out of a box? Yeah, there's no note inside there. This is insane. There's there, no there receipt was, with it. There was no note, no receipt. I just I go up to the office. Scram dog, you got to get to the bottom of this for me. <laughs> I will, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie, my wife and I, we're, uh, we're coming out there for the opening. So we will, uh, hopefully we'll be able to make it by and see you guys. Oh. We're going to be coming out there for the opening of the Molly's New York. Uh, oh. They invited us out there, so we're going to swing down there and uh, hopefully see you guys when we're in town. Why are you bringing your wife when, you know, uh, Mike's always got a couple of chicks on his arms. I know he's got a hot new pad in New York City. You know, maybe we could bachelor pad this. Just the three guys out. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you know, my wife has a friend in town, or maybe I can uh, have her stay the night with them, and we can do it, uh, boys' night out. That one might be a great idea. We boys' night out this. Um, Hicks, you end? Sure, yeah, Scram Dog. Yeah. Scram yeah. Daddy. He likes to go by Scram Digger. Scram Digger? Yeah. What about Scram City Master? <laughs> Wait a minute, what was that? Scram City. All right. Then you had another word. Master. Scram City Master. That doesn't make sense. Nope, sure doesn't. <laughs> yeah. All right, Scram. All right, boys. I'll see you when I see it. All right, peace. There he is, Scrambler, giving us the inside dope from Chi-Town, the Windy City, the uh, city with the big shoulders. Um, seems very, very exciting. Um, here's uh, Larry, you're on Hey, Fez, real quick. 
when you get the stick, just a, just a thought. Why don't you improv a little more? Ask Chris Stanley what's bugging him. Do a little mini Ronnie B impression. And remember, just because you have an audience doesn't make it funny. See ya. You had the stick today, Fez, when I was uh, having uh, some mixed nuts. How'd you feel? Um, it? No, no. Took it to the high level? No, I stunk it up. Why are you saying you stunk it up? Whatever happened to that Ron Fez music bit you were going to do? Um, I have that. But why didn't you run into it? Um, I guess I was, I guess I, what happened is I panicked and I just went with what was in front of me. You're reading the news. You're reading the news. Now, where did you get the news from? Um, all kinds of different websites. Right. Do you think the people listening have computers? Uh-huh. I don't. So, Fez is going to take care of that mm -mm. today. Uh-huh. You're going to get on top of that. It's gone on too far. What's well, gone too far? Just stop. You and Fez have got a new... Stop acting like you're deflecting. <laughs> no, obviously. <laughs> Seriously. I'm embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Why? Of you, to see you being embarrassed embarrasses me. Mm -mm, no embarrassment. John, Oklahoma, you're on a fence. Hey, Hicks, who uh, who does your laundry, you fuck cock? Oh, Jesus Christ. Why are you fucking attacks? I, oh, I do my own Jesus. fucking laundry! Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Carm, you're on a fence. Hello. I thought you were going re getting ready to blow up on us. <laughs> yeah, I thought Marley Safer was calling. Carm, you there? Yeah, Ronnie. I was wondering uh, if you had had your appendix taken out in the laundry room. Would Fez have visited you? See, that's the kind of ball busting. Uh, look what it is. It's the Daily Leader. Hey, Fez. I bet if you look into those empty washers and dryers, you might find some coins that your dad wants you to have. <laughs> Leader's getting so obnoxious. <laughs> I know, right? Hold on, Fez is ready to give a measured response. He's as obnoxious as the radio shark. Oh. <laughs> Not impressed? Uh, 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 uh. I'm sure his dad gave him some more, something more than coins. That was a measured response. There was a long lull, and then just a statement. The White House is releasing this statement today about the radio shark. Oh wow. It's you, not me. So there. He's got the White House up in arms. Uh, uh, uh. Do, 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 do. Brazilian Julie coming in tomorrow, huh? Mm-hmm. She is scheduled to be here, yes. You know, I'm uh, pushing to get her into a uh, video game. Oh. Well. A little voiceover work? Yeah, this Laszlo's uh pain in the ace. Now, Laszlo invited me to uh, watch a video game on a movie screen. Mm -hmm. Tribeca. Day at the Tribeca Film Festival. But that same day, you've lined up a screening for me. Yes. And 
These kind of screenings annoy. I don't want to say what the movie is, but one of the big summer movies. Yeah. Now, normally not one I would go to, but we might get a certain guest. Yeah. Then they give the just run. Yeah. No guests. That's what I was informed late last night. Well, what happens with that? Where, where is that? I mean. Paranoia. Paranoia, big destroyer? Basically, yeah. A paranoia, big destroyer. Uh, so they think not, Ron won't be a blabbermouth, but his guests will. I guess. It's a trust paranoia issue. I don't want to fucking roll around by myself like a fucking ped. I know. I know. I pushed. But the the, the film company is I'm going to do this, dickish. but I'm already giving the film a bad review because of it. I won't let them know that, but okay. I found the the movie to be lonely, quite frankly. <laughs> I didn't have anyone to get a... See, because you can't um, smoke in a movie theater. I like to say, um, do you have a mint? <laughs> do you have any, like, lifesavers? Oh, shit, I want a butterscotch. Why do you get all the different flavors? Oh, wait, tropical. That's different. <laughs> okay. Give that a try. So tell me about your bit, Fezzy. I know you're, you say you're not just reading the news, but you got bits now, right? Yeah, yeah, this was basically, I don't listen to music. And by the way, while I was having my little snack there, what were the, the news pieces that you went over real quick? Oh, I talked about uh, the San Diego State coach complaining. I'm I kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. I don't, you know, that whole plotting thing, you, you, that's not you. You're not yeah. a plotter. No. So, uh, what were you saying? You got a music bit. Yeah, this is basically, since I don't listen to music, the music that I have heard is all for, that we've used on the Ron and Fez show. All right, so you want to play music from the Ron and Fez show? Yeah, it's... You want to play Satellite? Well, no, we can play that one at the end of this show. That should probably probably be last. What about this? What about if I, I get Jennifer from the Whatever Girls to come over today? Oh, that would be good too. That'd be better. She, yeah, she's got, um, of course, her and Alexis. They have their new show on the Hallmark Channel. Did you just say a Jew show? So you're going right into a read from this instead of having a discussion with me. It's right into another read. Well, I thought it would. Why can't we be just two guys talking? Ron and Fez. We've known each other for like three years. Well, we've known each By other the way, a lot longer. That guy right there up front. Do you know who he is? Yeah, that's. Um, you want me to say? No, write it down for me. He work here? Uh-huh. And on he got an office on 19. So that's he Um Well, I wouldn't know his name. I don't think so. What, what is his job? Say, um I think he he well, he works with promotions and oh. I think he's like an assistant there oh. for that department. Cuz I see him around sometimes taking groups around. Yeah. And you know, he uh he runs stuff to FedEx and everything oh. and Stop writing it down, then. Okay. Uh, let's go over here. Rob, Rob, you're on the fist. Fez. Yes. You found your calling, man. Open a laundromat and quit your radio gig. What? Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. You, you can bankroll my uh, bar slash laundromat idea. I swear to God, it'll pay out. 
Isn't that the one where we have to bring in tanning beds, too? No, that's a different one. That's laundry. That's GTL. That's a gym and a, and a tanning bed and a laundry. This is just a bar and laundry. People end up using the tanning beds to dry their clothes. No, there'll be employees to make sure it doesn't happen. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. That's eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Um. Well, I was I was thinking about this with uh, with words, and when you when you start using other. Uh, like, where do these words rank in severity? Like, if you had... I mean, I think, like, if you're using, going playing off of the word hate, where that is the most... That's the strongest form of that word you could use. Where do the other words, the synonyms, uh, come in below that? Like, is loathing stronger than despising? And so you're going to rank them all? You want to get them all ranked up for us, like a like a top ten list? Well, I think you would. Uh, I think at the bottom would be detest. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're take, well, take out don't like, because I think you have to use something that is also another word for like hate. But I think you would start with detest. I think that's the lowest one, and then abhor. So detest into abhor. Mm-hmm. All right, here's uh, Glenn. Hey, Ronnie. Um got a question for you buddy my my wife's uh or my friend's husband passed away good news yeah exactly i was helping to clean up some of his things and uh i found two boxes of cohibas 25 24 cigars in a box and a box of monte cristo so two questions for you one is these things are probably old are they still good uh the humidor no they're just in the boxes just in a filing cabinet how old uh they're probably five years old why would he just keep them in a box in a filing cabinet for five years? Never smoked them, right? You know, we like us Canadians, we can go to Cuba, and he bought a box when he was down there every time and just never, ever used them. Seems crazy. One box has one cigar of it. So first question is, are they any good? And second question, do you want them? Can I send them up to you? Yeah, I'll give him a, I'll give him a look-see. Uh, hold on, I'll put them on with Hicks. They'll probably stop him coming through, though. Hicks, go talk to that person. Tell him all the good news. Here's uh, Blake. Blake, you're on Hey, Ronnie. How's it going? Good. I just want to let Hicks know that uh, bar and uh, and uh, laundromat idea is a fantastic idea. I got an account up here that I do business with uh, that has just that. It's called Suds on Main Street. Every goddamn college has one. I don't know why Hicks is acting like this hasn't been done before. It's like Hicks is coming up. Oh, I got an idea. It's a hamburger stand where you have shakes and fries to go along with it. Sign me up. Hey Glenn. Hey Glenn. I asked you to be on that, Hicks. I asked you to handle Glenn. <laughs> Peter, you're on the run of Fez show. Ronnie B, what's up, buddy? Hey buddy. Listen, I want to get back to Fez's point about words. Uh in the event that this laundromat does open up, would that be the one place where Skippy actually says cookie? Cookie? 
Skippy didn't take well to uh, different surroundings, so I would doubt that. Skippy was an epic, epic fail in here. James, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, buddies. Big-ass card number I don't have on me. Uh, I want to know if it's a conscious or a unconscious decision, coincidence, that Fezzi chose gain as his laundry detergent. And at the bottom of his list, it should be missed. Miffed. See, miffed doesn't fit into it. Why? Because miffed is another word for angry. I wasn't talking about angry. I was talking about the word hate. Mm. Where I had detest at the bottom, followed by abhor. Then I think you get into loathing next. And then despise is right below hate. All right. I think I despise you. So that's uh, it's not as strong as hate, but it's stronger than you loathing me. Hmm. So I, di I didn't know if anyone else had a different opinion on that. Let me check. Hmm. I guess they're still mulling them around. Where'd you, where would you put the ginger snap into that? Completely different list. Mike, you're on the run of first show. Hey, what's up? I was just wondering if uh, the cat is so responsive in Fez's apartment, why don't you do the whole cookie bit in Fez's apartment so we can actually hear the freaking cat talk? Well, that's where I've heard it at. So I guess it's just, it wasn't working out with the, uh, with her saying the word. Hey, Amanda, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Hey. Hey, I know a white guy who auditioned for Tyler Perry for a role in one of his movies, so he spreads the buffoonery around all races. Well, well did he play a cop or, uh... I think he was a maid. Uh, Mark, you're on the Ron Fez show. Ron. Yeah. Yes, sir. Ron, sorry, buddy. I didn't hear it. I just wanted to ask you, um, hat or no hat? Today, no hat. All right. Thanks, man. Too nice. Mike, you're on Ron Fez. What's up, guys? Fez, I have a question. Okay. How do you go about catching your paycheck every week without guilt? Not to break your balls, but I remember back in the day, Fez, and now we got this Fez. You got to snap out of it. Every day. Yeah, I, I, I apologize about that. What do we have? Direct deposit, right? Uh-huh. Well, you were telling that story about your laundry. That was so interesting. Well, it's just that I... I, I I don't think anyone wants to hear that anymore.
So it was just that, um, um, yeah, laundry has uh, turned into my weird uh, uh, morning thing where it's like when the, the grief over my dad gets to be too much, I just, um, for some reason, that's where I've gone and run to is the uh, laundry room. It's uh it's it's a weird thing. I don't know where it came from. I mean, I've always I guess been comfortable there, but it's since my father passed away, that's uh uh been more of that. Um And uh so it's just one of those things where it's you know like last night was like I got her! Yay! 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 No, you weren't. You wanted to come in here and hang out and talk for a while. Jennifer is here. She thought she was doing her own work, and I forcibly pulled her out of her office. Look, both of these things are down. No, it's our guys. We're not going to sit and just watch you. We're going to come over and help you. It's We're not okay. going to lock our asses into the seats. I don't care. I'll get her done. Um, hey, Larry the Cable Guy. Good uh, reference. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Your show, Fez yeah. is telling me, yeah, so is I get naked. really, yes, yeah. uh, is really, really doing well. Now, I will say, Jennifer, the, from the Whatever Show, her, they, they've got a big show planned today. I went over. Snatched her from her office, <laughs> drug her in here yep. for the last hour. I was working very hard. Um, Hicks hasn't heard a lot of Barry Manilow songs, and I was no. hoping no. that you could sing them to him. I mean, if that's true, do you know that I'm a huge Manilow fan? Really? Uh-huh, huge. He actually um, he played at my sister's wedding. Oh, Jesus, you're so rich. <laughs> Do you know how rich you are? <laughs> I might if have something to go like that happens. With that one, yeah. I do love. Is your sister's name Mandy? No, her name is Stacy. Oh. <laughs> Mandy. But did he kind of chase yeah. it for that? No. Oh, um, Stacy, you, you yeah. gave without taking. No, but I how? love. I think so many um, relationships can be summed up in Barry Manilow songs. All right, let's go through it. Well, I just feel like the song. Um, hmm. This is Mandy. Yeah. But there's a Turn song. Turn it off, please. <laughs> We're trying to follow along a bit. There's a song. I think it's a. It's not weekend in New England. There's a. There's a song that talks about why men and women who've been in relationships can't be friends once mm -hmm. they've broken up, because it always comes back. So I got to remember which song. Are that you is ever a uh, a friend with any of your exes? Yeah, all of them. But it's not wise. <laughs> So you stay friends with everyone. I do, yeah, and but not the, like day to day friends. I mean, but I don't see these anybody. are people that you've sexed up with, as right. you put it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And your husband has no problems with no. that. Mm -mm. Your husband is either yeah. incre incredibly confident or a cuckle. Oh God, he's so not a cuckle. I don't Jeez, know. I don't no. know because I haven't met he's him. He's confident because I mean he knows what am I? What am I going to do? Have sex with them? No, I have can't do that. I'm mistakenly drunken. No, I, first of all, I don't drink, so I can't have drunken sex. Mm. And also, I'm always home. I don't. I'm never I, without my husband at night. If you don't drink, right? Mm -hmm. How do you get drunk? How does that happen? It's a problem. Yeah, Ron, I uh, <laughs> I have to find alternative means. No, do you, do you not drink because you had problems when you were younger? Or you just no. Don't... I never liked it. It doesn't agree with my system. So ah, if I drink Jewish. the it's next day, yeah. I feel very sad. 
Oh, see, that's... Mm-hmm. doesn't work for me. No, I like that, though. I like when a woman feels bad about herself for no apparent reason. Right? Yeah. Healthy. And I always just say, maybe it's all the things you've done. Maybe you feel like you need to do more. Please, my past is so not sorted. So, no, yeah, not at all, Maybe I do huh? need to do more. No, mm-mm. No, he's a good girl. That's sad. Right? Yeah. I know. You blew it. I you did. blew your chance. I did. I could have been a total slut mm. whorebag. And could you have been? Could you have been? Like, today. was that like a slight fantasy? Yeah, definitely. But I was, um, I was nervous. Mm. I was a nervous young person. While you're listening to Manuel, yeah, just driving and up. crying, were you, were, and making were you, mixtapes. The anxious kind of kid. Ridiculous names. I was anxious. Uh huh. Yeah. Very terribly. Well, the earth's not a safe place, and children no. realize that. Do you have anxiety ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at me now. I can't believe it. Hey, Fezzi, I emailed you and got no response. What's that about? He doesn't respond to a lot of emails. I get When he said well, a lot, I sent him one. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't know, no matter who sends him emails. Oh. Right now, he's mad at his friend Flipper Why? because Flipper's been calling him. Couldn't Flipper read. A uh, yeah, well, Flipper used to work with us in Florida. So Flip calls me up and says, Hey, how's everything going? I haven't heard from Fez. And now Fez refuses to talk to him because he feels Flip went around his back. So he doesn't answer questions, but then doesn't like when anyone checks up on him either. So, how do people show you that they care about you? I guess by emailing, but then when you don't... I will tell you this. He's very well known for not answering HTG's emails, listeners' emails. He's just like, he reads their emails and goes, I don't know what the proper response is, so he lets it go. What did you ask him in the email? How he was doing, how he was feeling emotionally, his mental health and wellness. He doesn't know. Oh, I didn't know there was a question in that, and I thought... There was a recommendation in it. How are you doing? Is not a question? I didn't think, no, I don't remember that being in there. I think I recommended that maybe to help, I was offering you solutions to alleviate some of your stress. Oh, yeah, you just said maybe you should take some pills. I did. But I didn't mean it in a cavalier way. I didn't mean it. I meant seek assistance and counsel. Can I say something to you as a friend? Yeah. You have no boundaries. I have none. Zero. You are very comfortable with going, I I don't know you that well, but I want to give you this advice. That's right. Where most people would like, I like a small, maybe not a wall, but a fence. I don't enjoy the fence. I I knock them down. Life's too short. You see the entire uh, world as a dorm that we can just go in and out of each other's rooms doing what we want. I do! Why? I'm not sure. I've always been like that, though. Now, I know Hicks very, very well, and I would not ask him anything. Okay, why? And he wouldn't ask me anything. But why not? Uh-uh. See, you're, you're, there's a lot of people like that. I don't get it. I feel like it's it's nice to learn about people and to be there and help and... It's interesting. It's what makes and yet, around. so much of that help could be seen as making things worse. How so, Ron? Because men don't, we're not crazy about talking about our problems. But sometimes if you talk about them, you could get past them. And I, I really believe that you're only as, only as sick as your secrets. I, I think that you're only as sick as your ability to share. I think, um, <laughs> well, but you know, that sick as your secrets, I hear that a lot around the rooms. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've never believed in it. I just. Here's why. I think we, think we have so many things wrong with ourselves all mm-hmm. the time and if you just put it out there whatever you think is what makes you a freak then you realize you're really not such a freak or everybody else is too and then it's not such a big deal but i think if we shared our thoughts with each other we would repulse <laughs> I, don't, I, think, I don't really think so well, here's what you got to understand <laughs> there's a large percentage mm-hmm. of the people that you meet every day 
that go on the internet looking for S&M and murder porn. Definitely. And, and if gross. they shared yeah. that with you, if well, they shared that with you, you would think everything else that you think about and do and, and care I about tell is you, repulsive I, I, to me. Nah, I know a lot of people who, a lot, that's a really gross exaggeration. I know some people who like snuff video, snuff out videos, is that what they're called? Just go with snuff. snuff? I don't know the out. I don't know why that has to get into it. I don't know, you snuff them out, right? right. <laughs> it's just okay. a snuff video? Yeah. Right. All right, so I know people like that. I've met a couple people who like seeing those things and like hardcore violence and... I think the only place that I'd really be skeeved out about something sexual would be anyone who's into kitty porn. I'm not going to be comfortable with that. But apart from that, a I murder really porn you'd anything. be comfortable with. Well, I don't really like the concept, but but at least it's not utilizing children. I don't want to hear about anyone doing anything at any time. I get really bothered. You're not alone. A lot of people are like that. It gets to the point where you're like, don't you have any other interests besides yourself <laughs> and your thoughts? Now, before you came, you're my second guest today. Who was the first? Isabella Rossellini. Really? Who, yeah. Oh, she's magnificent. More oh, than you. Oh, my God. By the way, I used to feel like you, and then I met her, and I realized that you, you're coming from a naive, miniature view of the world. Because she's magnificent beyond, right? Beyond. Yeah, I beyond. mean... I'm going out to dinner with her tonight. Are you really? Yeah. Wow. And we're going to talk about common interests. And what are those? Well, we're saving the planet. We're interested in Darwin. We're interested in animals. We're interested in the interconnectedness of species. Steve. Now, what if she would have came in here and said, I feel comfortable going into my laundry room, and all I want to do is my laundry over and over. I'd be like, Isabel Rossellini is so... Annoying. I you're don't driving think you'd me crazy. That. I have to clear my throat. Can you put on my cough button? A yeah, second? it's on right now. It's already on. <clears throat> it's uh, not on. You're on. such oh, an no. asshole. Oh no! That was right in the I mic. I just heard a longer. It's like, there was a, seriously, there was a thing I used to in work there. in a fucking it's PB gone now. Listen, here's the thing. I think if Isabella Rosalina came in here and she said to you, "I like to do my laundry all the time in my laundry room," mm -hmm. you would have said. Really, Isabella, why is that? And then you would have gotten into it. I don't think it would have bothered you or annoyed you. No, it would have, and I'll tell you why. why? And tonight, I'm going to be, you know, uh, in the chair. With her. Yeah, well, in the chair that Barishnikov used to sit in, that Martin Scorsese used to, Those assholes are out. <laughs> They're done. It's going to be me and her now. Okay. That's the kind of the life that I'm I'm rocking in right I now. I get it, and you're not looking to progress, make the relationship go to a deeper place where you talk about. No, and matter of fact, feelings. the Vanity Lee knocks at the door and tries to get him. I'm like, we're busy. Right, please. I get it. You and your camera come back in another time. Totally. But my point is, I think what? Yes, she's a beautiful woman, but I also think that is in, the most interesting thing about her is she's interested in outside of herself and the little mundane type things that. The but, whole reason we wanted to get out of school is to not talk about these things constantly. Yeah, but being interested outside yourself, exactly. Being interested in other people and in the human spirit and what's going yeah, on inside some of everybody's that, yes. minds some of and it's their like bodies. And, and it, some of it's like gossip. It is sometimes like gossip. But if you're taking the information and you're trying to help the other person without using it in a gossipy manner, without telling it to other people, I think that's, what's the bad in that? I wonder if you don't do it just to feel superior. I watch Oh, God, you, I would like to have a day where I feel superior. I watch on. you on that whatever show. Yeah. And the way that it's you... It's called Whatever You're Wrong. It's on Hallmark Channel, Friday nights at 11 p.m. And it's a fine show. There's no real planning that goes into it at all. It's <laughs> yeah. just, it looks like, turn on the camera and off we go. <laughs> but 
I see the way the two of you feel, I would say, superior oh, to God. some of the gossip things that you talk about. Oh, you mean the ridiculousness? Yes. Well, don't you? Well, what, what's coming up on this week's show? What do you, you don't even know yet, do you? I don't know. It's somewhere in my computer. Well, let's go over last week. Last week, some So we of did the... talk about the beautiful people from People Magazine. We talked about the French Burke law. That's not... Um, that... That's not... That's not shallow, is it? Yeah, because both of you went like this. Gross. I could never wear that. <laughs> we did not. Uh, Who designed those <laughs> By the way, not that I wouldn't say something like that, but we didn't say that. We actually... There is it, it, really it was fucking heavy yeah, it was when it. I was watching mm -hmm. it. Uh-huh, Ron. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, we talked about Barry Manilow. Have you ever heard the thing that he did from his live album where he does all the commercial jingles that he wrote? No, really? It's I bet it's brilliant. One of the most amazing things. See if you can find it. You are going to be shocked. Before he became famous Barry Manilow, he was a Madison Avenue jingle. Oh, writer. let me hear. Let me hear. And it's it's really, really tremendous. Um, by the way, um, Dr. Steve wrote to me. i got to figure out what was the Manilow song I was talking about. It's the one where... Where do you love him as much as I love her? And will that love be strong when old feelings start to die? Looks like we made it, oh, left just, each other all the way to every, another life. Every song sounds like Mandy to me. I can't tell them apart. Dude, um, oh no, we made it. By the way, uh, Dr. Steve says, if we know anyone who needs to get workman's comp or SSI disability, I do cases every day and could help such a person. Nice. So good. Thanks. Nice. I don't know Steve. what what kind of money you can make on workman's comp, but I'd like to go on it. Well, I don't think you could get workers' comp unless you got injured on the job. Something went into work. my eye just now as I was talking to you. You saw it. Really? Yeah. Are you injured? Yeah. Do you suffer damages? I'm going to need some real time off. Okay. Well, I don't know how, but you I, have to I, show the damages that you incurred. Dude, I got to doctor the whole fudge anything. Okay, Dr. that doctor Steve has do to. It. Okay, so Doctor Steve has to show, and you need to be have to go through some rehabilitative care. You need to uh, have suffered a loss of sorts. Why? Well, how? I can't even see you right now. When I turn my head like that, I don't that even might, know if you're that's here. That's a loss. Loss of vision. That's I, a real loss. This I'm is a, a very long song. It's it's a med it's a compilation of all of his stuff. It's a what compilation? All right, that's good. How how long is it though? Six minutes. All right, we'll go through this and then we'll be, be able to stop. But I'm always impressed by what with with jingle writers or even writers of TV shows how we end up knowing these songs without knowing that we know these songs. Right. They just get into your head. I love somehow. jingles. Uh, all right, let's Don't take a listen. Fezzy? All right, now what we're going to do for you here is we're going to do what we call our VSM. Now, uh, please give right. it up so I don't have to listen and, to it. Um, I don't know how far you, you think you know that I love Manilow, or you just guessed? No, I know. I, I, I have somebody research and all your stuff. <laughs> do we know what we got here? Uh, the levels are fucked on this, uh, on, this, on this. Can we do it from the beginning where, where he starts singing? He was singing there, we just couldn't hear it. Isn't and it? so, how could I resist? So we're going to do our little VSM for you now. Yeah, next you repeated time, what you didn't want to play. You can turn off your radios and television. Barking at the kitchen, oh, yelling in the hall, ringing at the doorbell, pounding on the wall. Kids out of sight, and kids in the way. No time to cook on this hectic day.
forget Whenever you're driving And wherever you're bound Like a good neighbor State Farm is there I think I know this one. I know this one. They did this at your sister's wedding? No, uh uh. Her wedding song was Can't Smile Without You. They still married? Shit. It's not a cola. It's cola by the score. So It's the most original soft drink ever in the whole wide world. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Join the Pepsi people. free, feeling free. I think this is more impressive than his actual career. It's pretty good, These right? songs are great. I didn't know he wrote these. He did? Yeah. Really? He wrote the band that song? Yeah. Unbelievable. So much life to be lived. So much life to be lived. So much reason to try. And when you feel it, you'll get You can't get it on time Oh no, a certain feeling That was his big career before he became a wedding singer <laughs> for rich families yeah, down on mm-hmm, Long Island. Sure. 
Well, listen, in all fairness, it was because my, my dad was in the music business, so he mm. knew him already. So he so it wasn't it wasn't that Did he look annoyed that he had to come in and do this though? No, he was happy. But he was your, your dad ran a label? Yeah, my dad um well he did run a label. He produced a lot of songs. He founded a record label. Mm-hmm. What label? It was called SBK Records, and then he sure. sold that to. He founded that and co-created that, and then he sold it to EMI, and then he ran EMI. But before that, he had a company called the Entertainment Company. He produ- he produced Barbara Streisand, Donna Summer, Diana Ross. Now, when uh, you said he produced, was he in he was the, in the studio? Mm-hmm. So he's actually in there turning the knobs. He didn't turn. No, he was in there executive producing. But he's but he executive was the music producer. Guy. Uh-huh. And when you look Smokey at the album, Robinson, uh, I mean, yeah, his name's all over him. Yeah, Smokey Robinson, by the way, is one of the ones that were running for Ron Barrington interviews this week. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, cool. uh, which was one of my favorite interviews of all time. Hicks, who are the four people that were running this weekend? Uh, Benny King, who I just talked to last night, is terrific. And Bill great, Withers. Bill Withers, oh, the awesome. great Bill Withers, who's kind of, you know, I mean, Smokey Robinson's a genius. Bill yeah. Withers is like a different kind of genius, but a genius. And who's the other one? Sam Moore from Sam and Dave. All right, so it's what I like to call Ron Bennington looks at the African-American uh, music and gives it his approval. Oh, good. As long as you give it your approval. My exact approval as uh, a person who represents Caucasians all over the world. But <laughs> these are brilliant, brilliant people. Yeah. <clears throat> and your dad, fascinating that he would have that kind of life. Fascinating. He, it, yeah, it was really a fun childhood. So did you meet Streisand uh-huh. as a kid? Yeah, well, we used to go on vacations together. Where, uh, now what era, Barbara Streisand, uh, are you talking? In the, in the late 70s, star early born. 80s. So it's a Star is Born. Mm-hmm. She used to strum her guitar at a ranch, and we'd just all be there. Now, was, was, was she with John Peters? She was. John Peters, this is actually my book that's coming out in October. I got a lot going on. John Peters told me not to pick my nose when I was like eight. He caught me picking my nose in the back seat of a truck and yelled but at me. You've got to do this, though. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got to say that you were molested to get a book over because... <laughs> I was not molested, though. Uh, what's her name? The Kira what? Kira uh, Diaguarde. Oh, Kara Diaguarde. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really talented, by bo- the way. She's coming in and doing the show, I think. Oh, she really? Week. She yeah. knows my brother-in-law a little bit. And she, um, super, super talented girl. Amazing. And and yet, everyone only knows her from Idol, but she wrote it's a bunch a of pop songs. Wrote a bunch of hugely successful pop songs for for the greats, for Celine Dion. I mean, for today's greats. She's a young girl, Karen. Yeah. Now, I love all kinds of creativity, but I still, I don't think anything is as interesting to me as writing a song. I don't either. I just and think actually, it's fascinating. One of the reasons when I was a kid, and I liked to sing a lot, and I, I, I mean, we make fun of me because I don't really sing anymore, but I liked like the Disney and the show tunes a lot, but my father was very clear on not pushing me toward being a performing artist. Literally pushing you away from away it. Away from it, because though I had a good voice and I have good pitch and all that, mm-hmm. I'm not a songwriter. And he really believed that the songwriting was the most important part of the, or, or certainly equally I'm always ca- I'm always curious about that. Like, if you have a great song, yeah. would it become a hit no matter who did it? No, because it... it no, the answer is, well, no matter who did it, I guess if it's a great song and you take someone who's already yeah. a successful performer, then chances are likely that'll become a hit. But I know singer-songwriters, Ron, who are tremendously talented, who can't who can't make it. So it's really Yeah, but the- is it that great of a song? Is it? Yes. You know, I, I will tell you this, and it's got to be, 
I can't tell you how long. It's been decades. Okay. I'm in a bar once. Yeah. And I hear a guy, and he's like a piano bar thing, and he's playing, you know, whatever, Jackson Brown type, whatever you play in a piano bar. And he goes, this is a song of my own, and he sang it. And I honestly think it was one of the greatest songs I've ever heard, and I never heard it again. And I always thought, did he not push it? Because I feel like, you well, know, I, this I, could have been a hit. Yeah, I think there's... um. I think there's time and place aspects of that. I think there's luck aspects of that. I mean, when my brother was in college, he he uh, was somewhere and he saw Tracy Chapman play. Mm-hmm. And my brother was in the music business for a right. while. And he saw Tracy Chapman and he freaked out because she was this unbelievably talented singer-songwriter. And right. he just happened to be in the bar or the club, wherever she was playing. And it took him, I would say, three months or something to get my father to go see Tracy Chapman. And finally, he said, "Dad, if you're not, if like you're not going to come to see her play, I'm going to call Clive Davis." Um, mm-hmm. And then my father came, and then he signed her. And but, so he saw her do like Fast Car at a bar. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she was already done. You didn't need to do anything; just come in, record her. Right. She was done. Yeah, she was signed like that. See, but if Fast Car came out today or ten years earlier, it would have been a hit. That's the thing that you don't know. It's well, I don't. I don't know, but I think the industry has changed so much now because of the internet and because of YouTube and because people are propelling themselves the way they want to. And it's amazing the songs that become. I mean, like that girl who did the song Friday. Yeah. Uh, come on. But those are people like all I, that. Yeah, but I find it not. I find it just as bad as anything on Top 40 Radio today. I mean, I think that that song stinks. It's But horrifying. I think a lot of the Katy Perry stuff sounds just as bad. I agree. There's plenty. Yeah, there's plenty yeah. that stinks on Top 40 stations. Yeah. And it's always been that way. Sure. Like, is all the great music of the 70s, and then, you know, Seasons in the Sun was a number one hit. So you don't know. Right. But your dad, did he discover people? Who did he discover? Gosh, I got <laughs> vanilla ice. Um, was he really? Was yeah, he, did, he yeah. for that? Yeah, but do you know he's a great guy? He's someone you should talk to. Do you know that vanilla ice, Robbie Van Winkle, is smart and accomplished and business savvy and a great guy? Uh-huh. I mean, years later, it's remarkable. He's a, You should totally talk to him. He, he's interesting. Um, let me think of Wilson Phillips, my father, was very involved in when they started. And... Um, Ah, there's a whole list. So your dad I mean, was, was, a, huge, was the man he, with the, the gold The Eleven Spoonfall. That was one of wow, like, the names. Wow, 70s. He discovered the Eleven Spoonfall. And that was John his first Sebastian, album. who uh, also went on to write the Welcome Back Cotter theme. Okay. In the 70s. Yeah, but it was cool. It was a night. He involved all of us. We got to be around. But it's, you know what's really weird? Uh, that your dad was able to be a family guy and be yeah. in the music business because it's almost unheard of. Yeah. No, he was around. He wasn't into drugs and. Drinking and stuff. So he didn't would, really would you like? To, would you call Tommy Matola shit? I would not call Tommy Matola <laughs> shit, but I did meet Tommy Matola. I was like on a, his boat or something I'm right sure. before Mariah Carey days. Yeah. So then, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's fascinating, man. To me, and that thing of would could you have taken a song, and like there are certain songs I think even pop songs you would have said that song would always be a hit no matter where it is. Definitely. But there's so many other ones. And then a lot of people who have hits with their like fourth or fifth song that never would have been their hit if they would have released it, the first song. Right. It's yeah. crazy. It's, there's, I don't know what the rhyme or reason is. I don't so know your dad's done signs. with the business? I think he, he he's always all Where's over the place. Where's his book? I think he's thinking about it. He needs to come in and talk to me. Yeah, you'd I'd like to. He's so interesting. 
He's a nice guy, too. He's funny, my father. He tells a great story and has well, a lot of really cool Well, you got to really be a people person to be in that business. Yeah. Too. I mean, you've got to be able... You know, the thing about producing is most people, when they're put in that position, they start to fold, and then it's your job to kind of build them back up. Oh, sure. That's why I think Jimmy Iovine, on the only thing I like about that idol thing, yeah. is seeing watching him actually manipulate these it's kids. It's cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Well, I think um, my dad's just a guy, so he would... He would just talk to everybody like you talk. This to way, I'll just—I'll uh, have interviewed most of the people in your family. Wait <laughs> you meet my on. sister. Yeah. <laughs> I realized this morning this is how this is how sad it is—the whole birth order thing or how you are. Because I'm right. the youngest, so my brother is the oldest, and he's always been sort of like the king in my eye, like my big brother. He's the greatest. He's so smart. He's so funny. He's so successful. And then my sister's my older sister, and so no matter what. I do, it's wrong, no matter what she does, it's right. And so this morning was the best example. I have this crazy busy day, because I had to shoot a man-on-the-street piece for whatever, you're wrong, which airs when? Tomorrow night on Hallmark Channel really at 11 great. Everybody should watch it. Thank you. And so... Um, so I, I am getting my hair blown in my house at 9.45 so I can leave my house by 10.20 because I have to shoot this thing so I can't have bad hair. And my sister calls me at 7 in the morning and says, can't you get your hair done at 9.00? I said, I can't. I have to leave the house by 10.20. I have to exercise before I leave the house. Otherwise, I'm like a crazy person. I I can't do it. I have to be at school at 10. I can't believe you can't. So I can do my hair then. And so I can't believe. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's right. I better rearrange my whole morning so that my sister can be accommodated so she could get to where she has to go by 10 o'clock. Because she runs the show. <laughs> yeah. but, it's her world. So you're I the baby in the family, right? I am. Mm-hmm. Here's something I found out. It's only the when people tell you their birth order, right? Yeah. It's only the oldest or the baby who ever make a big deal out of it. The rest of us that are jammed anywhere in the middle, we, well, if you we have don't parents give, like I did. We don't give they, a shit. Well, I'll tell you why. Because yeah. the middle child, my sister, my parents overcompensated for the fact that she was the middle child, so she was really treated like the baby. Yeah. And I got the shaft. My <laughs> uh, parents actually said to me when I was like three, they go, you know, because I came in so much later than my brother and my sister. They so said, you're a middle child. Uh, yeah, I'm third, okay. third on the list. They actually said to me, we're so exhausted that you're pretty much on your own. <laughs> um, but you'll have freedoms that they didn't have. Okay. Because we know we can't do anything. We now have realized that you're going to do whatever you do. There's not a lot we can do about it. How'd that work for you? I really liked not having attention. The When I when I got a little sister, I remember being a little kid going, finally, I get, I get to go off and do my own shit now. I don't have to be, you know... People asking me what I'm doing because they focused on her. Yeah, I don't like, uh, you know. I even now I would rather just uh, hear that the other kids are good. It's a, it's a lot easier. I understand that. Then how are you doing? Is the worst well, thing because then me. there's less pressure. Is there? Because you I, don't want to let your parents know if anything's wrong. No, I just like to, you know, I'd rather not see them be disappointed in front of me. I like when they're disappointed when I'm not around. I understand, and you don't want to hear about it either, I would think. No, but I, I, you know, that whole thing of I didn't get enough attention, I can never relate. Were your parents disappointed in you? I don't see why they wouldn't be. Really? Yeah. Were um, you troublesome? Yeah, I think I was somewhat troublesome. Were you naughty? Yeah, I think I was. I think I was. In real ways or just yes, in kid real ways? ways? The real ways. So like, it was tough for them to deal with. Yes. The, uh, but I think most guys are like that. I don't think girls are that way. But I think most guys know what it's like to bring 
true shame to their family name. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, I never did that. No, of course you wouldn't, <laughs> because you're wrapped up in this I want to be a good girl thing. I was, yeah. And look, Daddy, I can dance like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Honey, Daddy's doing something right now. And did yeah. you try to be a songwriter to make Daddy happy? No, God, no. It, look my at me, I'm Carol King. My father made me go to law school, please. He was very, he didn't want me to. You went to law to. school? Yeah, I'm a lawyer. I did not I'm know that about you. I'm licensed and in good standing, and I have my notary stamp with me. If you what what school? fix anything for you. I went to Hofstra. Oh. Yeah. So. And so look what you've done with it. You've done the same thing as if you would have walked into a radio That's station. That's right. Yeah. And I, yeah. Mm -hmm. He deterred me from all sorts of entertainment stuff. But in, in really, I wasn't ready to do any of it. What kind of law older. did you practice though? Very little. I, I did a little personal injury. I hated mm -hmm. it. And I would go on appearances to court for other law firms just to have something to either extend the time for some. Your and that's just fun. I thought I was on Law and Order. Your <laughs> Honor, like, Your Honor, Your Honor you I've got some uh, papers from my office. Pretty much. That I want to lay down on the table. <laughs> it was sensational. And the first time I did it, they were not supposed to ask me anything about the content of the situation, about the substantive issues of the yeah. case. And the judge, for whatever reason, did. And I'm literally looking at the guy like, uh, I'm just here to ask for an extension of the pleading. I mean, it was not good. You know, Jennifer does this show, television show. I do. It's called... <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you, it's called. And <laughs> Pretty much. It's Hallmark? Hallmark Channel, 11 yeah. p.m. Friday night. Mm -hmm. um, it's fun to do TV compared I, to radio. I like it. Yeah. It, I think you get to, you know, well, if people watch, you reach. I people. noticed uh, that you've settled down a little bit. In the first uh, <laughs> first episode, you're really out there selling. You've gotten a little better. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's cartoon time. Well, yeah, I know. I'm working on that. It's hard. What can you do? This is this will be fun. This is like a Kyle Burnett thing. You've got to send a certain message to us. I will. I will show. totally do that. What yeah. should it be? I, I like this game. Here's what we're gonna do. What? How about we'll come up with a word? Yeah. And then we'll all watch on Friday uh, night Friday at 11 p.m. I will. To by the way, I will throw that word in. Mm -hmm. All right. And here's what we will do. Uh, we will have a winner connected with that word. You won't tell us what word it is that you're going to use, and make it like I don't want to. I want to like a a crazy kind of. I won't tell you. No, you won't tell our listeners. Oh, I'll now, just tell you. Everybody, right. yes, right. everybody will be involved in this, and yeah. I'll keep it running on two or two friends too. <laughs> so you bring an eight six six Ron Zero Fez eight six six Ron Zero Fez. When we come back from this, we'll take your calls. And, Fez, you'll let us know what the prize is going to be. Okay. Uh, what the prize is going to be. I like it. I would, you know, I would love it to be something that gets bleeped. Okay. But, you, but they do bleep you. They do. So we want to go in the other direction. Yeah. And a word, but here's the thing. Yeah. You can't let anyone else know. I won't. All right, no, nobody in your staff. You no, can't no, let your co-host no, know. This is the most fun. I will yeah. not. All right, eight six six Ron zero Fez to win. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Fez, I want you to write down these words. We're going to break first. Right back. It's the Ron and Fez show. The Ron and Fez show on the virus. People think we're fuck ups. Everybody thinks we're fuck ups, except the right people. The right people see everything. I got drunk the night before, I'm hungover as hell, I'm wearing my overalls, these guys are all in suits. I look like a mess. I'm smoking. Can I have a cigarette? 
All right, it's the Ron and Fez show. We're going to try to work out the secret word game here that we're going to be playing uh, tomorrow night. Uh, first, a couple things came in. Uh, Ken from Portland claims that Barry Manilow is a liar. The Dr. Pepper jingle written by Randy Newman. And also, uh, Manilow didn't write the McDonald's or KFC jingles either. He's a goddamn liar, and I wouldn't let him into any wedding. Oh, boy. It's Ken. Well, are we sure he said he wrote them, or he maybe he was just singing them? I thought he said that he wrote them. Maybe he worked on them. I don't know. We'd have to go back and listen to him talking. Okay, because I, so, can. I can't accuse someone of a liar if they're I can. being a liar. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm going to do it for us all. all. Right, thank you. And I'm going to have his stuff pulled. By the way, I just found out that I've got a guest coming in on Wednesday who wants to debate Chris Stanley. He is the web sheriff who has people arrested for bootlegging. Oh, whatever. Great. So it's going to be point doesn't have a point. Now, here's what we need to do with the contest. Yeah. Do we do it where you say the secret word is and drop that in? Mm-hmm. Or do we let the callers come up with a word that you're forced to use in a conversation? Isn't it more fun to have the callers come up with it? All right. There we go. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Fez, what will we be giving out? The prize will be a DVD copy of the film Girl Fight, signed by Michelle Rodriguez, the star of the movie. Nice. Nice. Now, of course, Girl Fight could be a perfect name for the whatever. <laughs> Girls, they kind of... It is a girl fight. Um, all right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. If we pick your word, and it gets said Friday night, uh, what time? 11 p.m. Eastern oh, on Hallmark Channel. 11 p.m. Eastern on Hallmark Channel. Also Pacific. Uh, gives you something better to do than sit around watching the local news. Uh, Bill, in Philly, what's the word you have? Hey, BAC13978. What do you got? I got, uh, I'd love to see her work the word aardvark into a conversation. Oh, That's golly. not easy. That is a tough one. That's not easy. All right, aardvark is a possibility. Uh, Ron in Wyoming, what's your word? My word would be tummy tuck. Tummy tuck. By the way, I like one of those. Okay, tummy tuck. Uh, Mark in Columbus. That's two words. Punctilious. Ooh. How would I do that? Ooh. How? Where do I use punctilious? How does that work? Punctilious. Well, when a man and woman love each other, they start to punctilious. <laughs> Baloney. That's how they do it. That's where babies come from. It is not. Uh, Chris, what's your word? Uh, how about cookie? I'd like to hear some damn body say cookie. All right, that's cookie funny. Cookie or yeah. cookie? Yeah, cookie. I've used cookie. I um, used cookie last week, actually, on whatever you're Yeah, on. so you don't want to do it too much. Nope. Uh, Tony, you're on and the I used it show. I mean that thing. Yeah. Hey, Jennifer, you are so fun to listen to. Thank you. But based on the beautiful way you closed out the last appearance on the Ron and Fez show, how about Piano Man? A oh, Piano Man might be interesting. <laughs> also two words. Perhaps okay. you can call your partner the Piano Man. <laughs> uh, Sam, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, hey, Jennifer. Uh, how about homoquizzical? Uh, would there be any occasion that you would say the phrase homo queer sickle? That would be a really <laughs> tough one to to work in in and any in any uh, natural fashion. Does it come across a little bit almost as a slur? Homo queer sickle. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Right, yeah. Good. 
Uh, here is uh, Bill. Bill, you're on my face. Hey, what about Phil the DA? I Phil the DA might be. Uh, <laughs> I had a friend named Phil I the DA. I had this friend. Yeah. His name is Phil the um, DA. Here's Heather. Heather, you're on my face. Monkey house. Our monkey house is a real good possibility. It's like I live in a monkey house. Yeah. It's, it's tricky. Yeah. It's not easy. Uh, Brian, you're on Brian. Brian. Uh, half slices. Half slices. Half slices? It's a bit that I did with Jay Moore, who I know you love Jay Moore. I do. And also, I... Uh, pitch this to Louis C.K., somebody else that you're fond of. Yep. It would be a pizza parlor in Chelsea, and everyone comes in, goes like this. Do you have any half slices? <laughs> you know, because they're... <laughs> you know how, like, because they don't want to gain weight? Oh, I know! So yeah. The, the point would always be, and this would be the catchphrase, <laughs> do you have any half slices? <laughs> and we just thought that that might work. Um, uh, if I had to say it in that way, it might not work, but if I Sean, had... you're on a Uh, a vulva? Yeah. Bul- um, vulva? Yeah, but I'm probably not going to use that. Uh, <laughs> Nolan, you're on a fez. Uh, yeah, uh, my word is anti-disestablishmentarianism. I don't know what it means, I just know it's long. It's it is, and I wish I could language. use it in a sentence correctly. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Well, I have no idea, but it, it would be impressive if someone did. All right, we're going to let you folks uh, keep calling us in here. And just put up the names. You don't have to worry about the words right now for speed. But then also if we hashtag whatever game. Yes. Whatever game. I love that. And we could do that. You know, you can do it from your place, too. I will. I'm going to live tweet. So my Twitter's Jennifer Hutt. Well, that's very exciting. I, I live know tweet that. every Friday night. Well, yeah, you do? <laughs> I do. During the show. Mm-hmm. And I do things like, look how the sweater is falling across my belly. Ick. <laughs> you, I do. You, you seriously Sad. love being yourself right now. Don't you? Just everything's yeah. going your way. Radio, TV. No, it's not that. You, and you know what I like? I like that I that that I that I find everything wrong with me today funny. It's a That's better good. way to look at things. That's good. Uh, Joe, what do you got? I got a lettuce wrap. Oh, very good. Lettuce wraps are good. Benny, what do you got? You got to work in Mighty Horse. Already got one. What else? Well, sorry. All right, you're on. Ross, you're on running Fez. How about Juniper? Hmm, that's odd. Juniper? As in Juniper Bush. Yeah, no, I got it. Uh, Kyle, what do I you got? I think he wanted to say Bush. Kyle. Uh, how about the Quim Nuts? I don't think so. <laughs> Arch, you're on running Fez. Dickstown. Uh, Digstown? Yeah. All right, like, yeah, what is this? Some kind of Digstown challenge? That could work out. Jim, what do you got? Marmalade. Oh, could I say marmalade? Uh, if you prefer. I just hope you start dancing to it. Uh, Nate. Uh, kumquat. Kumquat. They're not bad kumquats. Uh, Jim, you're on the Say it again. Buffalo back. Buffalo back. <laughs> That's going to be tough for me. Uh, Tom. Yeah, I'm talking fjord. Hmm. Or cookie. Cookie. <laughs> uh, David, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. I got two. How about either Chichester or Strategery? All right. You got to pick one. Uh, Strategery. Uh, too bad. Chichester's still out there. <laughs> still ready to go. Uh, Mike, you're on Fez. 
Uh, Mike, what do you have? Uh, Don, what do you have? Anal bleaching. Oh, that'll fly on Hallmark. Is there any way that you think you can get anal anal? bleaching? You never heard of this phrase, Fez, from the song? Anal bleaching (laughs) when she's gone. Uh, Anal bleaching is when you want to get rid of that, when a woman has everything taken care of, except for she's like, my asshole's a little dark. I need to Uh, bleach it. I need to have it bleached. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Women do that. And some men. Have any half slices? (laughs) God. All right, just give me a whole slice. Slit down the middle. The rest, throw it in the trash. Pour salt on it and throw it in the trash. That way I won't eat it. If you don't pour the salt on it or you don't put dishwashing liquid on it, you might go back to that trash. Uh, Nate, you're in a fest. I'm not saying I know anything. Hey, guys. How about the word cooler? Uh, Rick, what do you got? Rick. Rick, how about whore mouth? Uh, Bob. that's my name. I know, it's your nickname. Hey, how about uvula? Um, Like Babs' uvula? Bill. Awkward Christmas present. Oh, that's (laughs) a weird one. Jamie, you're on Renfez. How about Dengen? Dengen! Dungeon. Uh, I don't know. I've been going through a lot of dungeon lately. <laughs> that mob wife show gives me dungeon. No way. Dungeon. No way. <laughs> Just try it. It gives me so much dungeon. Uh, Derek. How about Levon Helm? Oh, that was always <laughs> the name for the package, party package. Richard, you're in Fez. How about the word Uranus? Uh, Chris. Uh, see ya. Steve, you're on Renefez. How about uh, Twaffles? It's a tuna sandwich on waffles. Mm, that mm. sounds tasty, like a cookie. Uh, Tunes. That's the worst thing you can say about a man. Mark, you're on Renefez. How about uh, smoke pants? Greg. Greg, once, twice. Uh, yeah, I uh, reach around. All right, so <laughs> would you ever use reach around on the show? I'm not sure what the context would be. You could go like this. Well, at least hope you got a reach around. Uh, we got a break here, but coming up next, this is a fabulous show. Our two friends do a show called Whatever You're Wrong. Uh-huh. Whatever. Do you ever just try to drop whatever into? Yeah, just like whatever. Whatever. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, you're wrong. Hallmark Channel, 11 o'clock. We're going to pick one of these phrases. and you can Friday hash- night, yeah. Friday night, 11 o'clock. We're going to hashtag this on... Whatever game, on Twitter. On Twitter, what, whatever game. That way people can play along. One of these will be picked out. Now, Fez has gone into our prize closet. By the way, another chance that you skate free without a worry in the world. You didn't want to come over here today? You're getting <laughs> a, You're getting a free prize. Mm-hmm. Tell them what the prize is, Fuzzy. On DVD, the movie Girl Fight, starring Michelle Rodriguez and signed by Michelle Rodriguez. Um, no, the way, the only way that it will, there'll be one winner when we pick that word, right. that person, when their word gets said. Not when anyone else writes in. Just who comes up with the word. Word. Um, right now, bird is the word. Um, let's go over Tom. You're on Fez. How about Hicks is a pussy? Doug, real fast, what do you got? Doug. Ball bearings. Todd, what's your word? Poon tang. 
I don't think work. so. That'll Mike, great. Mike, Ohio. I got the word scrum dearly umptious. I can work that in. Uh, Dan in Florida. Discombobulated. Matt, Indiana. Black Rock Coalition. Oh, that wouldn't be bad. Um, Bob, Iowa. Queef. That's a tough one for me to work in. <laughs> That's a good one. It is a good one, but it's not easy. Well, we're going to hashtag now for whatever game, and then those people... Uh, we'll be able to say. Now, Fez line of the day came in. Could you ever work the word duck boat? Duck boat. Into. You know how they have those duck boats. Look at this. As I'm ending the show, we got full phone lines. <laughs> full phone Thank lines you. of people wanting to play. Thank you, Ron. People want to be Thank part of this. So uh, we are running out of time here. But go over to the Twitter first. Hashtag whatever show. Right. Jennifer Hutt's nice handle. Is that your handle? It is. Your nom de plume? Yes, that's my nom de plume. Thank you for having me on and for letting me promote my show. It's going to be a great show this week, right? Yes. Awesome. And is the, your trip to Dylan's going to run on there? Yes, I went to Dylan's Candy Corn. Yep. And you've got a book coming out. In the end of October with Alexis. Yep. Just talking about your crazy childhoods. So we are. How you got together. How to help people. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say who's putting this book out yet? I don't think I'm allowed. I don't know what I'm allowed to do. Are you going to give me a special thanks? Yes. For everything? And also said that I knew you when you were a kid or something. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, done. I like thanks a funny story done. about when I was a kid. Oh, Ron. Hmm. Well, that's it. Satellite of Love, when that starts to play. That means it's Lou over. Reed's taking us home. But okay. we do appreciate you coming by. Oh, thanks for having me. I love coming on the show. It's the you best. are my second favorite woman on the show today. Because Isabella Re- Rossellini comes in first. I get it. Isabella Rossellini, who, believe it or not, I'm going out with tonight. Have the best time. In the village. And then I'm going to take her over to Molly's Cupcakes. You have to pay for dinner. Huh? You better pay for dinner. I can't. She's a woman. They always love to pick up the <laughs> thing with me. Because I've always been through that thing of, look, just because stuff happened to you before, it's not going to happen now. You can trust me. Buy me my dinner. Yeah. Because I tell you that when you're asking about like uh, being able to tell people things, only women. Only women will I tell stuff. And even then, it's very rarely true. It's just, you know, stuff to touch her in, inside. I understand. The lies that make her feel good about herself, There's I like to you say. Like to say. Yeah. You're kind like that. I try to be, you know. <laughs> it's a gift. I try to be. You have many gifts. I make it easier for the next guy, that's for sure, <laughs> when the comparison starts. So that is it for us, Isabel Rossellini, and we'll see you tonight. Very, very excited about that. Her TV show, Fez. Her TV show, uh... Uh, I'm attracted to animals. It is on. No, <laughs> it's on. It's not. I'm attracted. I'm distracted. I'm distracted by I'm animals. I'm attracted to animals. Oh no. Oh god. On no. Green Planet this weekend. Green Point Brooklyn. Big up. Big up. What up? Big up to Green Point. Big up. Uh, Jennifer, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll be watching you Friday night. One of these words will be used. Great Girl fight. Definitely. And then we'll reiterate that again tomorrow on our show. Thank you. That's it for us. Audi 500. Hicks. Yes. Guess what? What's that? Uh, uh, that's the end of my show. Dogs. <laughs>